Fellow shifters, light guardians, remember, peace worldwide begins from inside. Aloha and welcome back, multidimensional friends, light guardians, shifters, dreamers from within this holographic matrix. My name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon, Skull the Wolf, Wolf Shield, welcoming you to another very exciting, inspirational, educational, and entertaining broadcast here presented on behalf of Paradigm Shift Central, a portal for inspirational conscious leaders and creators. And tonight is our Synergy Circle for October 3rd, 2019, where again, we are bringing people together to be able to help practice, sharing updates related to the way in which we have been helping assist with the shift in consciousness to share stories behind the scenes projects that we're working on general wisdom and insight and to be able to ask ourselves the question as a community what is needed what is needed by us as individuals as leaders within the shift so thank you again so much for everyone joining in if you're tuning into this on youtube and facebook go ahead and just drop an 11 11 in the chat to make sure that you can hear us okay and we will get right into this broadcast and for those of you who may be here for the first time go ahead and drop a 222 in the chat in the chat and we'll give you guys some additional shout outs so again for those of you who may not be entirely familiar what you're going to be able to get from this show is you're going to get, be able to tune into the ways in which myself and other leading members of the Paradigm Shift Central Project have been helping assist with the shift. Uh, personally, for this broadcast, I'm going to be talking about one of the newest videos that I just released, which was uh, interviewing interviewing drunk university students about aliens, dreams, and dimensions. Yes, it's, it's as exciting as it sounds. And I'm also going to be talking about the Global Climate Strike March and as well as some general updates on what is coming next for the Paradigm Shift Central project. And uh, as per usual, I am joined by some fellow amazing creators here within the shift. So fellow leading members who we have on tonight, we have Sam and we have Parker and Philo back once again to be able to join us in this conversation. So for everybody here, just go ahead, gently unmute your microphone and send some love and make some noise to the people tuning into this. So go ahead, make some noise. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, again, for being here. Uh, before we even get into like the updates, updates, since there's just uh, there's four of us here. Uh, again, I want to be able to just kind of go around with a quick introduction and then we'll get into a little bit more updates. Uh, Philo and Parker, if you guys even want to go first, that's totally cool since I know everyone here is kind of on schedule. And overall, for everybody listening to this, we'll probably keep this broadcast wrapped up probably within about 90 minutes. And for those of you tuning in on Instagram, go to my Instagram story, swipe up right now to tune in on YouTube. So again, just dropping into the intention of why we are here, you know. For myself, being able to create this sacred digital space is the intention. And the way how I like to think of this is like to think of this as being able to invite people back to the round table. So the round table is very much like a metaphor. It is something we've seen throughout folklore and Arthurian legend. And what is it? Within our hearts and our minds, it is this gathering of leaders. It is this gathering of people who uphold like shared visions, virtues, and values. 
And so for us within this day and age, for those of you who are perhaps new to the project, we refer to people within the project as shifters or light guardians. And we are people who feel the call within our heart in the same way you do. If you're tuned into this broadcast, then absolutely, you are part of the team. You are a shifter. You are a light guardian as much as you choose to be. And so as the as the shadow looms, the, the light shall rise in that sense. And this in itself is very much a dance. And we like to be able to bring as much inspiration into these broadcasts simply by being able to share our story. So a lot happens in a week. Uh, last broadcast that we did here, we spoke all about the climate crisis and consciousness, which was some wonderful discussion, which I encourage and invite people to go back and check out. And again, for this one, without really trying to put a specific single topic on this, what we're going to be doing is going around the circle, sharing updates, sharing wisdom and insight and reflecting as a team to the question of again what is needed so for those of you who haven't met me before you can check out more of my stuff at skull babylon i'm a full length uh, i'm a full-time conscious media creator award-winning filmmaker and i've done over a million broadcasts and made some full-length movies and i'm super honored and grateful to be able to have everybody here so when you get a chance if you're listening to this broadcast Go ahead and check out more at ParadigmShiftCentral.com. You can sync up with our team chat, our newsletter, our mobile app, and explore the media nexus to be able to check out past broadcasts and other content created by community leaders, created by leading members within the community. So a quick thing before we get right into this, a huge thank you and shout out to our Patreon supporters. If you're watching this broadcast, maybe you've been tuned into a few of these, or maybe this is your first time. Absolutely, please feel free to check out our Patreon and you can support the ongoing evolution of the project and the work that goes into creating this content for the community for free by supporting on Patreon with a monthly micro contribution. And when you sign up there, you can also get other cool perks within the community, such as the option to join as a leading member and also the option to be able to get some uh, discounts for Light Guardian crystals as well. So... I'm going to pass the talking stick around. We're going to pass it over to Philo and Parker who had joined us. And again, for those of you who maybe missed this one, they were joining us last time during our open mic broadcast, which where we were sharing like poetry and flow tree and jamming. And that was a wonderful opportunity. And Philo, me and him have, uh, we actually uh, go back quite a few years. He's actually featured in the Journey to Lucidity 2 movie 2, the sequel for it. And he's, again, a fellow creator. He's got a book that he's written. And, uh, again, we'll pass it over to them. And Parker, a fellow conscious creator, a musician. He was featured in the uh, in a publication on the shift entry for his for his song, Planet Vegan, which was, like, stuck in my head for, like, three days afterwards in, like, a good way. <laughs> So, so we'll let them introduce a little bit more about who they are. And again, I'm super honored to be able to have them here. And for anybody listening, be sure to check out the show notes uh, and the YouTube chat. And we'll post some links there so that you can stay connected with all the uh, members that you get to get to meet during this broadcast. So guys, go ahead and unmute your microphone and use this as a chance to just tell people what you do, plug your stuff, promote what you're up to. And we'll just go around the circle once and then we'll pass it back to you to share uh, a little bit in terms of updates that you would like to bring to the table. So Go right ahead when you're ready. Cool. Well, uh, happy Thursday, everyone watching now and in the future. Happy Thursday, Jenna, if you're still watching, our friend from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Um, it's nice to meet you, Sam, digitally. Um, and uh, yeah, we're actually sitting at a round table, believe it or not, right now. So check out that round table. Um, <laughs> we actually just had a great, like, brainstorm heart storm session the two of us and our other friend kate who was on the previous broadcast and we were just like setting some goals and kind of mapping out the next three and six months of what we're working on bringing into the world um so yeah my name's philo lila 
also known as Kevin May. And um, as Brendan mentioned, uh, I've written two books. One's called Unlocking Our Superpowers. The other one's called The New Earth Is Here. And they're both pretty fun. I probably have a copy with me. I could grab one in a minute. But um, yeah, I also helped found an organization called Team Pachamama. We're a nonprofit that's based here in Pittsburgh. And we do a lot of small festivals around small festivals and events around um, important social and environmental issues. And um, we've done like at least five or six awesome events this year. And we just got back from Resonance, which is a huge, huge music and arts festival up in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. It had like at least 4,000 people, probably more like 8,000. And um, we'll share a little bit more from that in a minute. But um, yeah, it's good to connect with you all in this uh, virtual roundtable. Pass it out to Parker here. Yo, yo, yo. I guess we're just doing introductions now. So my name is Parker Webb, AKA Fungi. And um, just basically at this point right now, I'm just focused on music. And uh, that was the medicine that I had to offer at Resonance, the festival that we both got the pleasure of being able to attend. Um, I uh, had a set with my friend Gregory Bogard. Uh, prior to us performing together, we traveled around uh, Germany, Austria, different places in Europe, and bust in the streets. Um, just basically like earning a living as street musicians in a foreign place. And uh, we got a lot of good response. And so um, we decided to to take our set to, to resonance and it turned out really well. We got some footage of that. So um, maybe uh, whenever we finish creating this video that we're working on now, we can link y'all to that. Um, as Brendan mentioned, uh, I created Planet Vegan earlier this year. Um, that was just a way to uh, basically bring light to um, uh, the, the option of being able to eat vegan and um, have a diet that it's high vibrational and also um, and harmonious with the planet. And so uh, it's just a way of like having fun with eating food. And so you can check that out. We have that linked as well. Um, so yeah, just um, as Brendan said, conscious MC and um, just here to here to offer my music. And um, yeah, since we can dive into resonance whenever, uh, whenever that doorway is open. So yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again, everyone for being back. And uh, yeah, no, that's exciting. I'm exciting to, again, just be able to get the updates because that's kind of like the way how, you know, things work here within this social media world is that there's a lot that each and every single one of us has going on just from week to week. And, you know, like, Buddha knows that we can't just like see everyone's feed all the time. And sometimes there's stuff happening that's not even getting posted online and everything like that. And that's, and that's like when like a lot of like the most magical stuff is happening is the fact that like, you know, when the cameras are off. So again, part of the intention here, and we'll get into this as we share more of our kind of like, you know, behind the lens updates is being able to remind ourselves and for everybody here that we document things with our heart first and foremost and that is very very important and so knowing that again you know philo and parker they went to this amazing transformational festival it's like yeah like we might not be seeing footage of it and everything now but this is the practice that we are doing here as a community to practice you know sharing this documentation to archive this so that you know we can create this episode create this podcast and say like this is where we were at this moment in time as we continue to move forward and again, as we continue to move forward, thinking and, and, and asking the question, what is needed, but also, you know, part of what I wanted to be able to talk here tonight, just be able to 
open up that discussion as we move forward is what are the tactics that we, that we can utilize to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness, you know, like talking things tactically and be like, here's what's working. Here's like, you know, things I'm learning. Here's like things that you can do too. So we'll get more into that and uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to Sam. Sam had joined us recently during the climate crisis discussion, climate crisis and consciousness discussion. And uh, with just a brief introduction to be able to pass it over to him, Sam has been creating uh, some like alternative lifestyle eco type friendly uh, I don't know what if you want to call it a, a village at this point or just like a headquarters or what but uh, Haven for Humanity is what it is and Sam will tell you a little bit more about it he's been building it for years and it's a beautiful model of what is possible in terms of us living in harmony with the land and alternative ways of living so Sam welcome back brother go ahead pass it over to you give us a quick introduction and, and anything you kind of want to set up as you uh, get ready to share after we go around the first time yeah hi thank you uh for having me again you know thanks for doing this brendan uh nice to meet everyone uh glad to see that you know we're there's a bigger team every time and meet new people every time we do this it's really fun uh so uh yeah i mean i'm in new york state right now and uh my family and i started a, a nonprofit seven years ago um well, we, I guess we moved here seven years ago and started building uh, what our homestead that was that we were really uh, dreaming about and, and creating it to be off the grid and to um, to be able to provide uh, most of our needs for ourselves and our families. Uh, and so we started building this center uh, that now we call Camp Haven um, and uh, eventually realized that uh, our goal was really to make um, healthy decision-making really easy for people and to sort of uh, just um, make the lifestyle of living in harmony with the natural environment more uh, fun, <laughs> uh, to build community around that and to show people that, um, you know, that it, a lot of the stigma around it is kind of just misleading. Um, so we wanted to kind of do it in a fun and, uh, interesting way. So our Camp Haven is uh, an eco-village education center is what, what, we're, what we call it. Um, we also call it a sustainability theme park. Um, the idea is to have a lot of different uh, uh, sustainability, um, like small scale active working models of different types of sustainable living and different types of renewable energy models, um, different type of composting systems, all things like that, that are all active on site. Um, and basically to have interns coming and living with us and staying with us and learning how to uh, use all these systems while they're there. And then hopefully taking some of this knowledge with them home and sharing it with people that they, uh, that they have in their lives and trying to integrate this stuff into, into their life in whatever way they can. Um, so that's just that's Camp Haven, and we just started a uh, another education center called Fair Haven uh, Pharmacy that I've been working on for past six months or so, uh, past eight months or so, which is a so living with uh, plant-based juice bar and smoothie to, bar uh, uh, with a marketplace that sells um, fruits and veg vegetables at cost. Um, our goal is to make the healthiest options more accessible for people while educating them about the healthy about what healthy options really are. Um, again, trying to build community around this idea of healthy living and healthy decision making. Uh, you know, we have events, potlucks, um, you know, and so basically we really just started with um, 
our community locally and we're trying to branch out from there. Now I'm working on doing a lot of uh, social media aspects of our stuff and uh, learning the more online marketing aspect of what we're going to be doing uh, to spread our word via the internet and videos and podcasts and things like that. So that's, yeah, my little intro so far. Um, yeah, we can talk more a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. And again, for everybody here, if you guys are in the YouTube chat, please feel free to just drop your individual links uh, in there as well. And we'll make sure that we include those into the show notes uh, as we keep moving forward with the broadcast. So with that said, uh, like uh, I mentioned earlier, there's some updates that I want to share in relation to the experience that I had, like doing, uh, yeah, like free hugs and interviews with students about like consciousness shifting ideas but we'll uh, we'll get into that and that's pretty exciting in itself and again the intention there is to just give you some more behind kind of behind the lens behind the scenes info about the uh the the mission that kind of unfolded there uh but before we get there we're going to pass the talking stick over to parker and philo who again they were in the recent attendance for the resonance festival which is a transformational festival and you know we can even just use this as a chance to just kind of talk about you know why are transformational festivals even important to begin with and transformational festivals have played in a very very pivotal role within my journey obviously inspiring me to be able to create full-length movies about it which are the journey to lucidity movies and for those of you who just want to be able to get an experience of a transformational festival go ahead and google or sorry youtube search uh, journey to lucidity and you'll find both of them but they are both on my channel at skull babylon and on the main paradigm shift central website and so again these are these are festivals that are created most most of the time the people who are who are who are managing these they've been going through their own process of awakening and this is about being able to help create sacred space for people to be able to celebrate this journey of awakening through art and music and dance and connection so this is about being able to bring it back to the roots and really bring it back to the fireplace and really be able to connect in some very meaningful meaningful ways. And uh, yeah, with that said, we'll pass it back over to Parker and Philo, who are going to give us a little bit of the documented experience of what the Resonance Festival was like for them. So when you're ready, go right ahead. Cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Resonance Festival, I believe this was the sixth annual and it was up in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour north of Pittsburgh, where we live. And um, I actually have not been to a festival in like an overnight camping festival since Three Days of Light back in 2016, which Parker and I, and I actually made a video there, which maybe I could post in the chat or something. But anyways, it was great to return to the festival environment. And when you camp overnight for multiple days at a festival, that's when you really like sink into this whole kind of culture and community that you find there where people just generally tend to be more open and free spirited and just less judgmental and stressed out than in regular society. And um, the difference between a regular music festival and a transformational festival is that the transformational festival has the intention of having more of a holistic model of like, you know, they had, they were very, sure to have like recycling and um, you know a lot of healthy food options vegan vegetarian options many of the places had compostable cups um, I was actually a vendor there and I was selling chia pudding and I was using compostable cups and um, I uh, the reason why I haven't been to the festivals in the last few years is what Brandon mentioned as I was writing this book 
which is called Unlocking Our Superpowers. And this book is basically like how to integrate, it's 246 pages. It's kind of like how to integrate all the wisdom from the, the festival environment into like day-to-day -day life. So as far as like living a permaculture lifestyle, like Sam was explaining on the farm and reconnecting with nature, there's a whole chapter about healing and stuff. And so I was selling my books at the festival and it was really cool to like take three years off from festival world and go back into it and have like something meaningful to share with people. So like a lot of people came up and I would let them like flip open to a random page and it's really amazing how usually they always flip to a page that applies to something that's happening in their life. So um, it was really fun to do that. And um, I also filmed a whole variety of footage from the festival, which I just posted the video in the YouTube chat box. It's like a three minute video that just shows um, they had an amazing, diverse range of visionary artists there who are just phenomenal doing live painting and really like bringing the imaginary world into the physical through their painting. And I believe you can have like a psychedelic experience just by looking at these paintings and like meditating. So it was cool to like meet a lot of those artists and um, you know, they had workshops, they had this thing called the Jelly Dome, which I also made a video and it's like this big geodesic dome with swings where everyone can just like swing around. There's like 10 swings in it and everyone's listening to music. And we were just thinking like, what if every town in the world had like a nice jelly dome in their park where people could go and hang out and just enjoy life, not have to like pay money to see a show or something just like a free public arena. So anyways, Resonance was phenomenal and I really do feel like it galactivated us to use a term from our friend David Weber. Um, and uh, there was phenomenal music. I mean, you could check out the website. There was like hundreds of different musicians there. So yeah, it was phenomenal. You wanna share? I feel like for me, like really when you talk about a transformational festival, um, what stands out in the difference between any other festival is the, is the container that they hold. Um, and you could feel the intention, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been to, countless festivals. Um, actually, I used to I used to make a habit out of sneaking in the festivals a lot when I was younger. And um, I've been I've been to I can't even count how many festivals. And this it's such a difference between like, uh, something like Bonnaroo, um, and like something like resonance, you know, like, one of them feels like very corporate, like there's still a lot of magic. Uh, there's still some amazing performances and some life changing experiences to be had. Um, but the energy is almost like stale. It's almost like um, the container, in a sense, is sort of like uh, watching uh, like a channel on TV. And it's very much like you're kind of in this box in a way, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the container, a, tra a, tra a transformational festival, uh, like Resonance, it feels like uh, the space is being held for you to be able to create. You know, it feels co-creative. Um, and so I think the atmosphere welcomes us to all share our gifts in a collaborative way. Uh, and the way that I, I came into the festival was through my friend, Samantha, who runs a booth called Consensual Consciousness. Um, and to me and my fam and to a lot of people that came to the festival, 
uh, that was like an anchoring point, um, like a, a real like solid root into the ground um, that was sending its light up above and kind of like calling in uh, all the people who also felt uh, a similar calling to share their gifts. Um, and one of the most magical things that happened uh, in this booth, which is just primarily focused on like selling different uh, artists goods and um, coming together in a way to to have an outlet for different artists and vendors to express themselves, um, kind of like transformed and evolved even more one night into us doing a collective sound healing, uh, which was which was super magical. Um, we were putting out a lot of good vibrations and people were walking by late at night uh, when the music had ended. And uh, we're kind of just randomly joining our circle with uh, their own instruments, uh, or at least just stopping by to kind of listen in. We had probably like 10 or 20 people going with, with uh, um, the singing bowls and every instrument you could think of, um, you know, flutes, drums, everything. And we were just like really uh, putting out the sound, healing, love. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, it's about, it's about the sound, healing, it's about the music being a medicine. And a lot of the artists that uh, showed up at Resonance, such as Sat Song, uh, I feel like they share a similar uh, intention, a similar vision of everything that's expressed uh, for it to be healing, inspiring. Um, and when you have artists like that coming through where their visions are in alignment with the visions of the festival, um, then I think that's where the real magic happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, seeing, seeing that song, getting to perform myself on stage was huge for me, uh, collaborating with Consensual Consciousness, hanging out with with Philalila over here, um, watching him do his thing with the with giving out the books, which is a, a super potent medicine. Also, and the activating people with these, the octopus body massagers. Most people think it only works on the head, but you give like a full body activation where you go down the shoulders and the back, and, and these things can literally release like 20 pounds of energetic stress in like a minute. And we probably gave out like three or four hundred massages over the weekend with these and people are loving them and uh yeah it's just fun time. explain yeah explain so it's just the, it's just beautiful to to watch all how a lot of people react and it's like that's no, right sorry i was just gonna say for the people who are just listening to audio tell them what you're holding because <laughs> i don't think uh, the context was there <laughs> yeah. so we'll make a little noise here this are it's called octopus body massagers they're um, small handheld massagers that look kind of like a whisk that you like would make a recipe with, but they're made of aluminum and they have like little gel tips. So it kind of looks like an octopus. It's got like eight or 10 little prongs and you can like massage your head and your body and it feels very relaxing, but it's also like an energetic activation and like clears out stagnant energy. So yeah, we sell these and we love them. We love to just give out free massages, so fun times. Yeah, it was really good just just watching how all the people were activated by something simple as like a little octopus massager, you know, um, and Philo dealing out the uh, the chia pudding goodness as well, uh, which kept us all fueled and hydrated throughout the weekend. And um, yeah, just you know, just to be able to be there with family and roll into a place I don't know who I'm gonna see, and then I show up and it's like a feels like a giant family reunion the real medicine to to come together with with friends family and um and just share a, a share an experience 
And um, also wanted to just echo the importance of, um, of being able to camp out and spend a few days. Uh, because from what I've seen, at least personally, like, you know, you come to a festival space, uh, you know, you're kind of still getting like your feet wet a little bit, still kind of like dipping your toes in for the first day, even maybe the second day. But um, by the third day, like, it's just, especially, you know, after, after some of the shows that happen late night, like it's, it's a full activation. Um, and then taking that activation energy, now you're at your full potential. Now you want to express. Now it's like, well, what do I have to give back? And then, and then whenever that share happens, um, it's just a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, I can always dive into that infinitely. Um, and also right after that, uh, this past weekend, I went to Interwoven, which was uh, another pretty cool little event. And I could touch, I could touch base more on that if you want. But, um, yeah, I think that about wraps up the, the resonance experience for the most part part and um yeah i think i think the last thing i really want to i really want to point out which which stuck with me the whole weekend was the importance of the name uh because people were constantly repeating that name over and over to, uh through the weekend um and so if the name of the festival was uh joey tot dogs um you know everybody's like yo have a happy joey tot dogs and everyone's thinking about you know just going to eat hot dogs like that those words don't really like resonate per se but with a word like resonance, where the meaning inside of it is actually like the resonance that you feel from the vibrations of the words, and it meaning like we're, we're resonating together, like we're vibing together, like we're in harmony, uh, to keep repeating that over and over and be under that container with that name, that was huge. And I think, um, I think the people who created it really knew that, and it's a powerful thing. So, so props to them and everyone who came out and performed, everyone who helped make it possible. And um, yeah, just looking forward to watching these kind of things continue because, you know, that, that's rippling out into the whole entire world. Just, just that small, um, you know, beam of love is, is, is rippling out in, this, in the waters of this ocean of this creation that we're in. And uh, I could feel, and I know everyone else could feel it, even if it's bit by bit, we're making a, we're making a shift. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Parker. And thank you, Philo. Yeah, I did want to just kind of take a moment here to just talk a little bit more about transformational festivals and even just kind of like ask ask you, you two specifically, what do you feel you bring back with you from these festivals, be it resonance or more so in general? And also, you know, like what can if you're just kind of trying to sell people on the idea of maybe they've never been to a transformational festival. Now this is going to start get them thinking, because I think with the transformational festivals, we really we have to be able to look at feeding our soul these experiences almost like an investment like you're investing in yourself you're, in, you're like you it's not like you're literally just going there just for a party or just for a getaway or a vacation or something like that i mean the same way that we know it's like you know if you were to take a week and just go camping and disconnect in nature like that in itself has been clinically proven to like reset certain aspects of our awareness and of our body and just be able to help give us more clarity and so with these festivals for for you and 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 sam i'm not not entirely sure if, if there's anything you want to jump in on this or even just kind of from the if i'm because again i'm not sure how many festivals you've been to but obviously you've been involved with events and it's a community event in itself which is powerful so again you know like 
kind of from that, just focusing on that question, what do you feel you bring back with you uh, after you go to these events? And to set that up, I did just want to actually read out uh, a comment from in the live chat from Paper Druid. And and, and this is actually really cool because Paper Druid, who's uh, one of our regular people who kind of tune in every now and then, they were actually at Resonance as well. So like, I literally told them like, yo, like these guys are talking about resonance. Like you might want to be able to tune into this. And they said uh, specifically about resonance, it was deeply healing and incredibly inspiring. I had such a magical time. And so Paper Druid, if there's anything else that you want to share uh, related to your experience, absolutely please feel free. And for anybody else here in the chat, again, this is a team discussion. Let us know how have transformational festivals served you? Or if you've never been to one, what are your thoughts on them? Would you be open to going to one? And what about the idea kind of like feels exciting to you? And I do think even just even just that very notion of and, and I remember this feeling as well, the when when I went to three days of light, uh, which was my first transformational festival, it very much is this like family reunion. And I think for a lot of people who may not have that tribe in the physical location where they are to suddenly be around like hundreds of people who are in that shared vibration, who are in that same mindset is a, it, it can be such a beautiful thing. Like I know for some people, and I'll just say this and pass it over. Some people, they have they will go to a festival like this and it will be the first time ever that they have ever experienced this degree of love, like that kind of love. There's like, oh my God, like this, like I'm like, I'm like 25 years old or maybe I'm 35 years old, you know, and I have never experienced this amount of love all in one place, all at one time. And that can be very transformational, you know, like on like a deep, deep spiritual level for people. So for you two personally, what do you feel with this festival uh, you brought back? You know, like how, how by the time you went in and by the time you left, what changed, what shifted, you know, within your, within your self-awareness and, you know, focusing in on just like the inspiration that you brought back with you. So go ahead. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank, thank you so much. Um, yeah, dude, the first time I started going to festivals, it was like I had to like acclimate my whole system to all the like love that was coming in. I had to like take off my armor basically because growing up in the city, like being like a bro in the like mainstream culture, I like built up this armor that was like, I can't express love in different ways and whatnot. So it's like these festivals help you to like slowly like kind of soften your armor and just like be open to other people in different ways. And um, yeah, so I do wanna say I highly recommend, and Brendan, this is really cool news. Um, this phenomenal film series called The Bloom Series just reactivated and they have been uh, documenting transformational festivals all around the world with like a super pro film crew and they had this whole series going like five years ago and then like they ran into some issues and they stopped for like the last five years and literally like two days ago i got an email that like they're back running in business and anyone watching this that's like slightly interested in transformational festivals like please check this out just search the bloom series on youtube and then you can find their actual website where they have like these full length kind of documentaries about it but like it's it's so inspiring it's it's insane um yeah, so yeah I like me personally like, yeah, just, this this sorry, really Phil, activated I, I just wanted to sorry i just wanted to jump in there on the bloom series because i i just to share in the excitement like yeah like uh 
for anybody here literally just youtube search the bloom and we post the link in the chats but like i just want to give a quick shout out of gratitude because we personally know a lot of people that are like involved with the, some of the production team uh behind that you know like i, I think of uh, i know like akira chan has been involved you know people like pe like mickey willis i know he's like partly involved but there's like a whole team of people out on the east coast that have dedicated a huge yeah. part of their life and again like the it's not just a documentary on the on the festivals but it's like it's a it's a chronicling of our journey as consciousness and it's a visceral experience again similar to what i intended to do with the journey to the city movies but like oh man like seriously if you're looking to like cry in the best ways possible and you've never been to a transformational festival absolutely like check out the bloom and i wanted to say it was a bloom.net but i i think it's that may but we'll get yeah just type in the bloom uh the bloom.tv the bloom.tv is the actual website so we'll make sure we add, in, add that into the show notes and consider that like your you know your little like gift for yourself after this broadcast if you haven't yet watch that and and watch it as a meditation watch it as like medicine so uh yeah and and I, and I think the word medicine is a very powerful word that resonates with what these festivals are accomplishing and serving so philo sorry to interrupt but going go ahead passing back to you um so yeah i mean to be honest this was the first time i I was vending at a festival, like officially, like selling products. And I feel like there is this new economy of like conscious art and goods and services that is growing where we can start to actually create a livelihood through, you know, there were, there were hundreds of artists there that got paid to go there and do live painting. And so I think like, some people tend to think festivals, oh, that's like something you do on the weekend and you can't be really be your lifestyle or whatever. But like there are ways of like grounding it and, you know, creating a sustainable income and life with these things. You know, the, the market for healthy food is like skyrocketing and the market for just like healing experiences is skyrocketing. So like for me, it was just like showing the importance of like, these are profoundly healing tools. And like, I love sharing it with people. And like, I can literally see goosebumps get on people's arms in like five seconds with these things. And like, for anyone at home that might have one, like I encourage you to play with it more and like find ways, like these can literally heal trauma. They've helped me to heal my, my PTSD and like getting out of fight or flight response. So it's really powerful. And I was also selling my books, which like this book, I have it on Amazon. If you search Unlocking Our Superpowers or Philolila, um, this is literally like after 10 years of going to all these festivals, this book is like how to bring it into your day-to-day -day life in a very like practical way. And um, I have the whole book online as well, which you can check out on teampachamama.net it's just like chapter by chapter on there and like you know i put it out there for free if people want to support me back cool but like this it's not like i own this it's meant to be shared with the whole world so um that was really cool and just like you know i got so much encouragement from people like please keep doing keep doing what you're doing so it's very like reaffirming to me that like you know i am supposed to keep doing this and like all of us have this important role to play and you know this is way more important than all the bullshit that's happening i mean 
you know, like it just reaffirms that like the new paradigm we're creating is very real and it is very important. And it's not just some like weird little trend or some like bullshit on the side. Like it, it's very powerful. So that's what I got from it. You know, y'all. I definitely feel like one of the most important things that he said that stands out is um is the fact that we can we can make this a living you know what i mean this doesn't have to be like some weekend warrior thing um if you want to you can step into the place where you're totally supporting yourself just by hopping festival to festival um so just knowing that that is an option um for anybody who wants to step into that um i think it's super empowering um because a lot of us come into the festival we feel so much love and it's like, wow, I'm in the 5D, like I'm in heaven on earth. And then psh, you're back to society, you're back to Babylon, you're back to your nine to five, and it kind of deflates, you know what I'm saying? So we don't have to ride this crazy wave. You know, I'm used to riding that wave. We don't have to do that. We can, we can stay, we can stay up here. Um, so to know that that's possible is a beautiful thing. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just something I wanted to touch on, uh, which is one of the most important things for me, um, the transportation. Transformational Festival, you're talking about what I brought back with me. Um, knowing that what we're stepping into is a ceremony, you know? Um, this is not just a concert, a recreational activity, um, a place where you do a bunch of drugs and have fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, you treat it like a ceremony, then you're gonna get something out of it, you know what I'm saying? That's everything in life. You treat it with meaning, with purpose. The amount that you give is the amount that you're going to get back. Okay. So for me, um, one of the one of the biggest moments was whenever Satsong kind of shut his set down uh, and was just like, like, listen, like, what's your intention? Um, like, what what do you want to get out of this? And um, he proceeded to do like a very small little ceremony of clearing that energy. And all together, collectively, we like took a breath and like imagine this ball of like everything that we don't want and all the energies that like we're not, we don't want to hold on to anymore. And like we all like imagined it and like balled it up and then like collectively all is one like together, like raise it above our heads. And then like with a big giant scream, we all, all like shot it up into the air and released it and like did this huge transmutation thing. And um, just purified a lot of uh, a lot of energies that were not aligned, so that we can move forward in a good way without all the weight, so that we can open ourselves to the spirit that that wants to come fill us. You know what I'm saying? And so, for me, I set the intention coming into the festival of you know may all that does not serve me in my highest good um, dissolve and, and be purified. May I move forward in a way in which my vessel is is open and empty for for spirit to flow through anything that's getting out of the way or getting in the way of that, then, you know, please let me see it. Let me know it. Let me understand it and let me let it go with love. Um, and so sets like Satsang and the collective sound healing and everything we did, especially the performance I gave, being able to express from my heart and being able to give my medicine, um, that really, that really allowed uh, for that healing to happen. And so it really is, it really is a healing event it really is a healing experience whenever whenever we set those intentions and treat it like a ceremony um and i could go on and on and on and on but i'm sure we have more questions and things to do so yeah no that's beautiful man i i really appreciate you specifically saying that it is a ceremony because i think 
when we understand that it really just helps create the context so that we can show up to meet it as that and absolutely you know with the transformational festivals that i've been to and the the recent one that i went to and that took place over the solstice uh, it was beautiful and it wasn't even like a huge transformational festival it was actually just like a small gathering on some land on some private land uh, but again it was very much like an intention a ceremony and there was like you know just kind of like people like showing up getting hands-on cooking volunteering a lot of that and oftentimes the festivals are that you know they're very community created so that's the thing you know when people show up to these festivals i think they can show up expecting not just to be a consumer but to be a participant to be a co-creator and that kind of changes the way you appreciate it you know you're not just that and that's kind of what separates it from other festivals sometimes sometimes you're just going there and you're like you know you're taking you're taking but these the the festivals that i really enjoy are the ones where it's like you give you give you give and then it becomes yours it becomes a part of what you've created it becomes something that you get even more out of and um yeah and, and i know and, and parker i'm sure you can kind of resonate with this as well but in the, the last event that i went to because i didn't even go to like a big festival this weekend it was just kind of uh, this summer it was just kind of this one but it still served me in such a powerful way and one of the one of the most moving parts in it was this part where we were kind of gathered at night and uh, it was basically like a, a, a very intentional mushroom ceremony. And there was about like probably about like maybe between 50, maybe 100 people on the land, give or take. But there was a huge circle of us, about like 25, 30 people, uh, more than that, probably. And and pretty much everyone there was just kind of like micro dosing. And that was kind of the intention. And then everyone just kind of like started, you know, sitting there. And we just kind of sat there for like, a you know, a well over like a half hour, an hour. And there's a woman who was, who was conducting it. She was kind of facilitating it. And, uh, and it was nighttime and the stars were out and it was just so beautiful, so profound. And I think these festivals, they create this opportunity for, you know, us to be in those places where the veil is thin and we can like taste our soul. We can meet our soul. We can meet, you know, the, the, the one of the ideas that came up to me and, um, it was so profound. It was so beautiful. And I actually like delivered it, uh, as we were sitting in a circle. And then like, as we were sitting there and I was starting to come up on, on, uh, I was doing a microdose of LSD actually. So there's some people doing LSD, some people doing mushrooms. And, and as I was kind of coming up on it, I had like the intention. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I want to try doing some sort of like freestyle, like flow tree. Like I want, like, I feel like, I feel there's something that's coming through me. Like, it's not even just for me. And then I ended up like once and, and, and the timing on it was perfect. You know, I was, I never kind of like spoke over anyone. I just waited and I waited, and waited. And then suddenly there was this period where like no one was talking and the person facilitating had already kind of like finished saying all she needed to say. And then I was just kind of like sitting there and I got on my knees and I was just sitting there with like a strong back. And I just started like kind of channeling this message, channeling this flow tree, but it was delivered with such a cadence and such a rhythm and such a tonation. And I dropped into this, <clears throat> I dropped into this very powerful space within my voice and, uh, and I'll kind of emulate it to a degree, but it wouldn't be quite the same, but it's something that was very important because it kind of like showed me a part of myself where even I was like almost observing it, but it was so powerful. And one of the things I said, you know, like I, I probably just went into some free flow tree where yeah, again, it's hard for me to emulate. But one of the things I said particularly was this idea of like, feel and remember how ancient you truly are. And like, and just that idea, like that idea mixed in with kind of the cadence of the rhyming and stuff I had, like, that was like such a powerful idea. Cause I'm like, I'm like, whoa, like, can you feel that? Can you feel that right now? And for anybody here, like I even invite you to just kind of practice thinking about this right now, like right now, without you being at some sort of festival. But if you were just connect with your breath, 
Can you feel how ancient you truly are? And just the profoundness of that thought, like just kind of like blew my mind. But what was powerful, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because, again, it wasn't just for me. And when I said these words, it showed me what I'm capable of doing in that moment or any other moment. It was very powerful for me to see that part of myself. And I actually, uh, it actually like made someone on the other circle, like, like it like put them in tears, like almost like instantaneously, like something, something that I said, like hit them in such a way, which was again, kind of my intention. Like I was really like speaking like this, like very powerful, heartfelt message. And yeah, and, and, and literally like across the other circle, you just kind of heard this girl just kind of like let out in tears. And then I kept kind of like delivering this message, like with her crying, but it was, but it was like a very kind of like, it was a deep cry. Like it wasn't like a sad cry. Like it was just like a, such a, a human thing. And so going back to the idea that these were ceremonies, you know, I think it's, I think it is worthwhile to acknowledge that, you know, people go to these festivals, they go to these experiences, And when we talk about getting high, I think we need to understand that, you know, when done in a way with intention, getting high can just sort of be thought of as another way of saying getting in touch with our soul. You know, like we use the term getting high to kind of refer to as like, you know, we have this feeling of lightness. We have this feeling of of just like expansion. And when we refer to that as a term, quote unquote, high, and I think the symbolism of getting higher, higher to the heavens, higher dimensional, you know, that's literally what's happening. So like when you get high on mushrooms and high on LSD and high on cannabis or anything else you're working with, you're literally getting into that state of feeling this reality and perceiving it from a higher vibration, from a higher dimension. And that is such a, such a powerful thing and such a visceral thing. But at the same time, understanding that that sensation is available to people in a variety of ways. You know, it's available to people in very sober conversations that might happen down by the water where someone like allows himself to just say something that needs to be said and someone's there holding space. But again, these containers are what the like that is what the festivals are. They are containers. They are containers for us to be able to meet parts of our soul and and to just come back from them with this experience, with this wisdom. And sometimes we don't even, you know, it's great to come back like with intention and just be like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. But sometimes, you know, people come back from it and it might take like weeks to just kind of like integrate the experience into into like, you know, into their body and to just be like, because it might be so new, it might be so fresh for them. Um, and And yeah, again, you know, for anybody here, I highly encourage you to, you know, if there's transformational festivals that you feel called to to go to, absolutely. And again, the resonance one was in Pennsylvania, was it? Was it in Pennsylvania? Yeah. And and uh, again, you know, there's festivals like these are popping up all over the place. And and I think again, just reminding us of the importance that we as as community, we need each other. We need each other. Like it is non-negotiable. We need each other, and we need to be able to create these spaces so that it kind of ignites our soul it allows us to meet ourselves. it allows us to see more of who we are and then we become conduits for that vibration for that message back into culture back into our mainstream ways of life to be leaders in that sense and that is one big thing that i talk about for us as leaders and i'll just say this and i'll pass it around and sam if there's any thoughts you want to jump in on too uh again you know like as leaders of the shift in consciousness, you know, like, what is our objective? I say this time and time again, but it's to be able to help lead people back to the wisdom of their heart. At least that's just one simple way that I say it. And again, we do this through our art, through our community facilitation, through our music, through our books, through our movies and everything like that. But when we are at these festivals, it allows us to practice being in direct communion with like 
with those parts of our souls that are like whispering to us the wisdom of what we need that are like this is this is what people need to remember this is what you're capable of this is who you're here to become and it's such a powerful experience it's a very multi-dimensional experience it's a very transformational experience so uh yeah so again i just wanted to be able to share a little bit of that and that, that's just one transformational festival but again you know for myself it's very important to be able to go to these because it really is kind of like a it's almost like a defrag for for your computer you know we we kind of take on a lot of society and sometimes you need to go decompress reset things recalibrate and like kind of like sharpen your blade clean your clean your window so to speak parker or sam if either of you want to jump in on this and we'll kind of segue for eventually because i know if you guys need to jump off just give me a heads up ahead of time before you do sam did you want to jump in on any of this any thoughts on yeah transformational festivals go ahead um yeah i mean like i have yet to participate at a transformational festival um but i actually like i've never been to any overnight festivals but um yeah like what i usually have experienced is like a lot of the corporate aspects of it and a lot of the um you know sales salesmen all around everywhere trying to sell you stuff um but like i've talked you know, through my, uh, the work with Haven for Humanity and, and Camp Haven and um, trying to, uh, you know, do outreach and just talking to my friends that do go to these festivals, you know, it's, it's always um, like a real, like going home is always the real hard part, you know, and like, uh, that was a big part of what we're trying to provide with Haven for Humanity is, is uh, you know, some, some way of continuing that energy um, throughout your your personal life and and taking some of the um because like it is uh it is like it cultivates a certain energy in people and they want to then do something with that energy and they are forced back into their uh their routines and it's kind of like um it can be like demoralizing or, or um yeah it can be like you know just diminishing in that way so like you know trying to um give people uh you know, and a place where you can go to kind of uh, learn more about this subject and um, dive deeper into personal development, into, uh, you know, uh, environmental stewardship, into nonviolence and peace and beloved community development. It was like a big part of uh, my thinking was in like who we're trying to uh, do this for is like kind of the same people that, uh, that go to these festivals and that uh, are looking for a place that doesn't really recognize that where society doesn't really recognize them um, in, in, in its circles. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm looking forward to going to some, I just uh, <laughs> been busy working on this stuff and uh, you know, there's uh, but there's a lot that happened locally, like within an hour of me. So I'm trying to, uh, trying to use Haven for humanity as a, uh, informational vendor so that we can go to these places uh and actually provide value to people and not uh not just necessarily be uh participating at the same time so that's looking forward to that awesome awesome yeah absolutely sam and, and that's the thing you know it, it's it's the events in general it's the community events in general that are always going to be able to you know serve in whatever way is needed you know based on like where they might be taking place and Excuse me. Oh, um, choked on peanut there. But anyways, uh, what I was going to say is that 
Um, I'll, I'll pass it over to Philo in, in a second. But again, you know, one of the things that I've taken from these festivals is that they really inspired me to be able to bring events to my community, uh, such as the paradigm shift meetups where we do open minded discussion meditation circles, but in particular, also like things like ecstatic dance, you know, ecstatic dance gatherings, sound healing ceremonies. These are things that I'm still feeling very much called to do. Because again, it's kind of like creating like a, a, the, the vibration of these festival experience, the intention of these festival experience. But but you you do them in just like a you know like a two-hour kind of event in, in a single night and sometimes like that's the thing like for a lot of people they can't necessarily just like go to a festival it, they might not have that luxury so to speak but for us as leaders how do we bring the festival back into our cities back into our communities and you know i know again parker and, and philo you guys definitely have experience with this with creating you know a variety of events so um yeah again kind of with the intention where how do we as leaders you know kind of answer the call what is needed uh in terms of what we take from the festival and how we integrate it back into our society if you guys have any thoughts on that or just anything else that you want to say uh, by all means go right ahead yeah um well, first, Sam, I just want to say, do you know of uh, the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Alex and Allison Gray's um, art ranch area? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. You're not the first person to tell me about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in upstate New York. I would highly recommend yeah, checking out how close. you are to it because they have a a wide, a wide variety of events every single week and um, they're having a huge uh, Halloween party that I'm actually considering going to. It's like seven hour drive from Pittsburgh. I imagine it's probably less than two hour drive. The tickets are only $40 a piece and this place is such a such like a mecca of you know transformational culture. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think ecstatic dance is a great way to like integrate the festival experience into a local environment. We have ecstatic dance pretty much every week here in Pittsburgh with different facilitators, which big gratitude to everyone who holds space for that. Um, and, you know, sound healing experiences are great. And one thing I think is cool is just like outdoor I call them semi-spontaneous gatherings where it's just like a bunch of friends gather in like a local park. Everyone brings a little bit of food to share and you can set up like a slack line. If you've ever seen the slack lines, those are a great way to just have like a cool interactive activity. You can also do like acro yoga, um, juggling or different flow arts like poi, things like that. Just to like get in that, non-linear space because i feel like that's what like mainstream society everything's like you know linear on the clock do everything like in kind of a linear focus and festival vibes and like these other experiences get you into like a flow state where you're integrating more like kind of circular spiral flowing energy so doing different activities in your own life just like poi or dancing things that get you out of like that that linear rational mind is very, very healing and a, a great simple way to like integrate that experience. Um, and what else did I want to say? Just like sharing inspiring information, you know, keeping up with different Facebook pages 
is like on our team Pachamama page, we try to post lots of inspiring videos and stories and music. You know, music is a huge one, a way to like constantly be intaking in music that inspires you and uplifts you and speaks to your soul rather than like the mainstream crap that's on the radio. You know, that's one way to integrate the festival experience. Um, in the back of my book, which I could also post the link to the, the part online, I have like a list of all my favorite conscious musicians like Trevor Hall, Satsang, Medicine for the People, like all these different cool, um, you know, musicians that are kind of telling the story of this new paradigm. So yeah, I'll post that in the little chat box on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I do have to get going here pretty soon. So I just wanna uh, thank you all for tuning in now and in the future. Um, yeah, you wanna say anything else? Word up, yeah. Um, I think the question of how to bring uh, this medicine to the people is one of the most important, uh, especially people who um, may not have the privilege to be able to attend. And uh, we even had this discussion at the, the uh, interwoven event that I was at recently. And, you know, long story short, I think it kind of comes down to in the end of just like being the light, you know, you, you integrate with this no matter how long it takes. But, um, you know, we're all in this journey of remembering who we are. And as we continue to interact with different pieces of ourselves, different reflections, um, and, and, and integrate with the medicines of, of those pieces of the puzzle, um, then we kind of like are able to build uh, a more understanding like what we resonate with and what we don't. Um, and so as we integrate this medicine and recapitulate and, and start to remember more of who we are through these containers of these transformational festivals and these things that we are doing in our community, um, then we're able to, to be of more of a light presence uh, and light as in like all colors of the rainbow, you know, fully integrated, fully showing up, having to adjust our shadows. And what I was touching on with the satsang thing and setting the intention for the ceremony, some of that is shadow work, you know what I mean? It's like, what may be lying underneath the surface that I'm not aware of, like, please allow it to be shown, seen, and then transmuted, you know, for the highest good. And so as we continue to do that work, continue to be more of the light that we want to bring, um, then it's really, it's, it's really just like, it happens automatically. Um, we don't even really have to do too much. We just have to continue to keep doing our inner work. And it kind of just seemingly reflects outward. It's like, um it's like a chain reaction you know and so i go there i set the ceremony set the intention do the work come back ground it out integrate and then things just come into play like somebody might message me like hey what do you think about doing this idea what do you think about having this community gathering how do you feel about hosting a freestyle cypher thing i don't even have to really think too much just kind of like allow the messages to come allow the inspiration to come through kind of feel what resonates in terms of the opportunities that open up and then hop on whatever is in alignment. So someone reaches out like, hey, man, you, you spit some cool raps or resonance. How do you feel about hosting a little open mic so everybody, you know, has an opportunity to do the same? Like, cool, that sounds great. Where do we do it? You got a spot? All right, man. So, um, so yeah, taking the medicine from the festivals, bringing them back in the communities, and then giving the people an opportunity who didn't get a chance to participate to, to be a part of the medicine as well. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Parker. And uh, yeah, just checking in real quick. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys any longer than you're planning on staying. You guys both heading out soon or is it just Philo or is it both of you? I'm probably going to leave it. I mean, if you wanted to get on Zoom on your computer. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to check out here in a little bit too. Um, totally cool. We're on the same yeah. device and I got some other things to pretend to. But I feel like totally I feel cool. like this was super divine, the time that we had. And mm -hmm. um, if there's any in the last question, or things are wrapped up so yeah so we'll just do that real quick if anybody has any quick questions for parker and philo in the chat and i'll just kind of riff it here for a couple seconds because again you know like i think uh one of the things that we usually talk about within the paradigm shift central project is that we're encouraging people to become leaders and specifically leaders who are creating events in their community. So again, this whole Paradigm Shift Central project, this began partly as I, as I was in college. I created a club in my college, and it was basically just about being able to help bring people together to have open-minded discussion and meditation. And so basically, again, I just wanted to be able to check in with you guys to be able to see like what you know, for the people out there who are listening, who are maybe even just as we're saying this, we're starting to plant the seed to be able to it's kind of give them the permission to help create events where they are and what insight you might have for them if for people are starting to think about creating events. But what I was just going to say is that, you know, start simple. These events can be very, very simple with where you are. You don't have to have a lot of experience. You don't have to have, you know, a lot of expertise as you begin these events. Like again, for the pair for the model of a paradigm shift community, the basic model is again being able to encourage people to host open-minded discussion and meditation circles where people can come together. And essentially the concept is to practice talking about things related to metaphysics and spirituality. But then out of that, it can grow. And again, it's about being able to help create those portals for synchronicity for people to come together and there will be lives that will be changed there will be relationships that will be created people will meet each other there and as you're doing this you're building your tribe so for anybody who's tuned into these and maybe you're just thinking like hey you know i'd love to be able to meet other like-minded people where i am but i i don't know any of them creating an event and then going out there and promoting it even combining tactics like doing free hugs and connecting with people inviting them to the event that way again these are just tactics that i've commonly talked about over the years it is possible for anybody here listening to be a facilitator and a creator for conscious events where you are, be it open-minded discussion meditation, be it some sort of special meditation event, like a sound healing event, be it some sort of like, again, maybe even just like a musical performance that you might be doing. Uh, again, it can be an ecstatic dance event. It can be a, it can be a nature, like it can be a garbage cleanup while traveling through na nature. Some of the things we talk about there. So uh, yeah, if there's any other questions, please feel free to just leave those real quick for Parker and Philo just before they have to head out. Um, and my question is, yeah, just any additional uh, words of wisdom for, uh, okay, here's a, there's a quick, quick question here from 1111 Balance. Uh, what advice would you give someone before they go to their first conscious festival? So let's just focus in on that question real quick. And my question was just going to be any additional wisdom for people out there who might be thinking about, you know, creating conscious events where they are. Um, but that first question, what advice would you give someone before they go to their first conscious festival if you guys want to hit that up and and we'll keep uh we'll keep this time frame within you know no more than five minutes i would say and then we'll be done and we'll keep going and go go right ahead you guys can jump in on this so um yes yeah, so if you're going to a first festival um you know i would re recommend watching videos on youtube just to get a different multiple perspectives on people's first person experience but just um i recommend camp 
helping out, making sure that your camp gear is waterproof, which neither me or Parker did. <laughs> and we got totally soaked and drenched at resonance, but it was fun. We survived it and, um, you know, everything worked out. But having a, having a good waterproof tent set up is pretty crucial if, there, if there's a, even a slight chance of rain. Um, making sure you're going to be warm enough at night, you know. Um, I recommend bringing your own food so you don't have to, like, spend all your money on the often expensive food vendors there. Um, I recommend, you know, being brave even if you don't know anyone going to a festival by yourself just like finding nice people and be friendly with them and you know um try and connect with with people there's you know i recommend a, a festival where they have workshops because you can meet a lot of cool people through through the workshops um i do recommend um like taking a camera or video so you can you know share the share the experience with other people um I do, like psychedelics are often common at transformational festivals and, you know, I'm not anti-psychedelics at all, but I think it's very important to be very cautious with psychedelic use, especially at festivals. Um, there's a group called Dance Safe where you can actually like test if you're going to do MDMA or something like that, or LSD even, there's a way to like test it to make sure that it's not laced with something weird or something like that so just being very like mindful if you are going to do psychedelics i personally recommend doing like a microdose type of thing at a festival because it's already like a psychedelic experience i mean i'm a huge fan of just being uh accessing non-ordinary states of consciousness without psychedelics um which you can very much experience at festivals because you know that you can almost vicariously start feeling, you know, different energies because everyone else is tripping. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can access, I think that's a huge message I want to share is that, and that's what I share a lot in my book. Like, I don't even mention psychedelics really at all in this book. It's like all different ways you can access through, you know, yoga, breath work, healing, meditation, exercise, all these different things, cleansing, fasting, etc. So, um, you know, I think that um, you know, just being very mindful, doing your research, and not just like diving head first and like doing something that you'll regret um, at a festival. Because, you know, Parker and I both have had the experience of taking too much psychedelics at festivals and it doesn't turn out very, very happy. Um, so that's my message for the festival. You want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, just to really piggyback on that last bit, I've definitely like just just to be real blatant, fucked myself up pretty hardcore. Um, taking taking too much and going too deep uh, in the wrong container at a festival, spinning out and getting delusional. That's no fun. So yeah, definitely, if you want to partake, um, like you said, like a microdose is a really good idea. Uh, it resonates specifically being that my name is fungi. Um, I, I tend to uh, partake in the, in the fungi medicine and, um, you know, the opportunity was there all three nights to, to go as deep as I wanted, but I just chose to, uh, to stick with the microdose because like Philo said, the energy is already so high and it can be really easy to cross the line. Um, so I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna partake in any substances to, to start really low and maybe work your way up if you want to, but, um, 
you know, tapping into like the energy, the, the collective energy and the music, like can give you enough high, you know, uh, as, as any other drug, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, but yeah, it's like one, one of the messages for me, for anybody who's their first time coming to a festival, um, and this, this might be a projection of just the way I am, but I think it's really valid uh, and important to just remain open. Um, I think it's very easy to like dive too deep in the schedule, um, try to plan so much, um, like know exactly who you're going to see and what workshops you're going to and, and be looking at the clock. Um, drop your fucking cell phone. Don't, don't take your cell phone. I don't, even get, don't, t- don't take your fucking cell phone. Um, don't wear a watch. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like these might seem like really like, you know, harsh, uh, whatever, like, and, and a lot of people would disagree with me, um, you know, suggestions, but what happens is if you let go of all those things, you're going to tune into the spirit of the festival, opening up your spirit to know exactly in which way to go. And you're going to be guided to exactly what's in the highest alignment for you, rather than what your mind thinks that you need. You open yourself up and allow in every moment for other people to, to send you a message or for a bird to come and send you a message or for maybe a feeling in your butt tells you to go to the butt massage workshop. You know what I'm saying? Like, be open. Don't schedule too much. Go with the flow. You've got to be open in order to go with the flow. And I could go on and on and on about first time advice, but come prepared, have your gear straight, hopefully have at least a friend that you're going to hook up with. Uh, so, you know, the buddy system and everything, because there's a lot of people you can get lost and whatever. Um, and yeah, just, just, just be open to, to the magic. And like I said, it's a ceremony. So set an intention and watch the blessings manifest. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome feedback and tips there. Uh, Phil, did you want to add into that or were you just, well, I was going to hop to the next thing, which is just how to be a leader in your own community. Um, I think the key is to, I actually, once again, I know I keep referring to my book, but I literally, this is like the external hard drive of my brain and my life pretty much. So there's a whole chapter in here about how to build conscious community, which I'll, I'll try, it's on the teampachamama.net website if you just search cultivating community. Um, But anyways, the first key is like team up with other groups and people that are doing somewhat similar stuff. Literally, it's inevitable that there's a few people in your town that are like doing something similar. And like once you start to connect those dots, then you start to like weave this network of people that kind of have overlapping missions in some way. And, you know, just building friendships with people that are kind of on a similar wavelength and then starting to host small events of any type, you know, anything to like just bring people together. doesn't matter if it's just a potluck. You know, I think a potluck is a great place to start. Just be like, yo, we're having a potluck. Everybody bring some food, we'll hang out, you know. It doesn't have to be like some huge, huge extravaganza. So I think just starting small and like, keeping the consistency up like hey we're gonna have this monthly potluck and it starts to gain a little bit of buzz and people talk about it you know certain things like that are really simple and then you can work your way up to doing bigger events like we do here in pittsburgh we do some small festivals and stuff and i just encourage people like you don't need to have any freaking credentials at all to like start building community you know, like I rode my bike across America with a team of people. We visited eco villages and stuff. 
And we just saw people like putting solutions into action. It's like, there's no fucking thing holding them back. They're like building yurts, hobbit domes and shit. It's like in society, we have all this like hesitation. Like, am I qualified to like start a community or do whatever? It's like, no, it's all bullshit. Like you'll learn it as you go, you know, fake it till you make it. And like, we all are freaking superheroes, super sheroes. You know, as Brendan said, like, we're all ancient beings here. We've lived multiple lifetimes, who knows where, but at least the energy in our body has lived for millions of years. So, like, we can do this shit. Like, it's really not that hard. So if there's anything I want to impart, it's just, like, you can do it. You're fucking awesome. Like, stop doubting yourself, you know, and, um, and like, the world fucking needs us to step up. Like, we've all got to, like, hold our little baton and be like yo i'm gonna like hold down my little area and i'm at least gonna like show up in some kind of way you know if you just keep showing up and giving like your piece of the puzzle the universe will fucking support you like terence mckenna says that nature loves courage you know like you gotta like show that you're gonna like take risks and be courageous you know um and like the magic will happen, you know, just trust that like you really do create ripples with everything you do. So if you do it intentionally, then it's going to come back in a good way. So happy Thursday. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Philo. And uh, in, uh, the timing on this uh, is quite divine. Just as you guys are stepping out, we actually have our, our new friend, not our new friend, but our friend Joseph joining in, uh, who is actually the one that you guys were just chatting to in the chat, uh, JWMB3, uh, who's talking about making events as engaging as possible. So I actually, uh, even though I know Philo is in the background, I want to just like quickly introduce you. So Parker, Joseph, Sam, Joseph, and Philo, uh, go ahead and... Uh, yeah and joseph uh if you want to just like i mean if you've had a chance to tune in you know like when it comes to creating events where people are just go ahead and add in your two cents and then parker and philo uh will officially just kind of like wave you guys off for the night but again i just wanted to quickly uh introduce you guys here because joseph he's a local buddy of mine and uh definitely a fellow captain amongst captains and he's uh again someone that i learn a lot from and he's uh got uh, a lot of magic up his sleeve uh just one sleeve only one sleeve and uh that's a joke that he'll uh tell you about because he's only got one arm because the other one got bitten off by a wolf um he'll tell you more about that i mean that's yeah. the mythology of it joseph go ahead just quickly introduce yourself say hi to uh philo and parker before they head out and any thoughts related to like creating community event that you want to add in real quick uh you have to unmute yourself before you before you get into it so it's his first time on zoom that's all right Yo, we're holding up? space for him Yo, dude, welcome, welcome, okay. go right ahead. That was my first question. <laughs> how do I unmute myself? Right. Um, how do you spell Philo? P-H-I-L-O. Okay, cool. Um, I'm Joseph William McKay, Barker Third. I um, have done a lot of things in my life that are all a lot to talk about, so I'll keep it condensed. I'm, over the last two years, I've put on uh, about a dozen sold out meditation concerts, um, that have incorporated like, uh, various capacities of like multimedia. Um, so yeah. Uh, and my, like my two cents on, on it in like a, a very quick way is just, 
if you can ask yourself, like, how can I make it engaging? Like, how can you make something so dope that people will make it there um, because it's so cool? Um, the other question that, uh, or like the other, the other thing that I, I, I have noticed is really important is if you ask um, something from people, so like one thing is if people pay for tickets in advance, they will sure as fuck go to the concert or go to whatever. But if they're like, you know, maybe just like pay what you can like on the day, man, or something, uh, like no one's going to show up. And that, that's a lesson that I learned over the last like several years teaching like yoga in various capacities and being a part of the music and art scene for the last decade or so is if you ask people like, yo, it's going to cost like 30 bucks, but it's going to be as dope as I can possibly make it. People are much more apt um, to do it. And I think as well, like if you, if you're asking so much from people, um, they'll, I think that the response is, is usually really good. Um, there is, there was a concert that I, that like I saw online where every single person in this concert, it was like a VIP, like black metal show here in Canada. Every single person there had, had like death metal face paint. So it was a part of the concert experience was like, you will not be let in if you don't have like fucking face paint on. And I think that that's something that sometimes people get uh, kind of like, worried about is like not wanting to ask too much from people but from my experience if you ask the right things from people uh then they'll respond well and then you're like co-creating a beautiful experience like mm -hmm. i'm i'm putting a concert on in november and it's it's a costume party but it's pirate preferred and so every single person is like pirate party um that's and, awesome yeah so yeah that's like that's like what i gotta say in like a quick summary. yeah quick quick just a quick quick snippet there so yeah. um joe thank you again for jumping in and yeah. philo and parker uh, i don't want to keep you guys any longer and you've already been very patient with your time so thank you again for joining us and uh any closing message just before we uh say and wave you guys off on your way and until next time Yeah, I just want to say hello, Joseph. Thank you for tuning in and sharing that wisdom. And um, I do agree that I think the, the in advance has a certain magic to it, but I will also say that we have had a lot of success with free events and you mm. know, by donation. So I wouldn't completely cross that off the charts, but I, I agree it does help sometimes when people can commit in advance there's a certain magic to that so mm -hmm. i just think keeping it open different like if it's a potluck or something you're not gonna make people buy tickets you know but <laughs> yeah um, yeah anyways uh i i love what that sounds awesome what you're doing and um we're gonna get going so before i leave i just want to share that a great social experiment to transform reality is called the joke revolution where you just share a joke in every time you meet someone rather than just like a uh, small talk you just share a, a random like pun or something and i do that a lot it's pretty fun so uh do any of you know what mozart's body is doing right now
It's actually decomposing. <laughs> um, just, just like just like stupid little jokes like that. Like I tell them every time I check out at the grocery store or something, I'm just like, hey, I, I collect jokes. Like, do you have any jokes? Sometimes they give me a joke and I'll just give them a joke either way. But it's a really fun game and I've collected quite a lot of jokes. So does anyone have any uh, quick one-liners before we go? Joseph, do you have any? Yeah, how do you uh, get a one-armed guy to, uh, to fall out of a tree? You wave to him? Is that an old one? Yeah. Is that, the, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could also yeah. give another one. Uh, what's the difference between jam and jelly? I don't, I don't know. You can't jelly your dick into someone's butt. <laughs> Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are children tuning into this, possibly. I like to, I like to do PG-13 jokes. Yeah, I know, right? And the only, uh, yeah, the uh, only ones that I could think of are just like, I guess, apparently they're all like amputee-related ones that I remember my parents telling me where it's just like... Uh, um. Yeah, no, it was just like, what do you call like a quadriplegic, or not quadriplegic, but like an, a four-person, four-limb amputee swimming, and it was just Bob. And, just like, <laughs> I'm, and, and I'm just like, I mean, again, Joseph, I'm, I'm literally just saying this because Joseph already set up the amputee joke, and yeah. Joseph, like, he's he is uh, just a one-man army of puns. Uh, he really rocks like the whole one-arm thing going on. So yeah. Like but oh man. Any, well, any other? what's the difference but what's the difference between uh a joke um and a dad joke is this pg-13 yeah totally yeah okay uh man it's a parent it's a parent ah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's cute you you guys know do you guys know why the uh why the teacher didn't want to pass gas in public I feel like we could figure this one out. It's some sort of pun. Turned out she was a private tutor. She was a private tutor. <laughs> I'll never think of that word the same again now. Hi, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm your tutor. You're a tutor. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Well, Any else? Gonna, I think that's it. I will just perfect. I will just say, Brennan, before when you said, "Hey, it's perfect timing," it was eleven eleven at that exact minute. <laughs> was it? <laughs> that's cool bonus points right (laughs) that's awesome sweet well uh as we get ready to segue um i actually wanted to be able to talk about like the video that i made with uh interviewing drunk students did you guys you guys just watch the first couple minutes of that right yeah Yeah. i just asked it was we watched 15 20 minutes of it It okay yeah you got the gist of it yeah can i just ask because i'm just almost like a survey uh what were your like feelings while watching that video I mean, I was super intrigued. There was one point where, like, one of the dudes answering the question got, like, super hype up. Like, I think it was something about being in another dimension when dreaming. And I literally, like, shot out of my seat and screamed and, like, ran around the room. That just, like, (laughs) merged with his excitement. So I think just, like, the way that you, like, engage people and, like, you pull, like, their excitement out of them was, like, real medicinal. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it was I think it was phenomenal. My feedback would be to to keep that video up and to to trim down like 
10 of the like highlight moments of it and create like a yeah. two minute video that would be yeah. more like viral uh virality able that's that my feedback because you know like jay yeah okay cool yeah so like on jay leno they used to do jaywalking where he would go up and right. ask people on the yeah. streets like hey do you know where saudi arabia is and they'd like point way over here and like just yeah. like little highlight <laughs> would um be really i think that would be uh you know easily shared and whatnot so. yeah i was talking with my buddy brock about that today where we were just saying yeah let's like create like maybe like a two to three minute version and get that posted through facebook as a facebook video and then that will link into the full version on youtube or, or again yeah kind of like there's enough there where you could just kind of chop it up into two minute parts you know and just kind of deliver yeah. it that way but but yeah no i think uh even for the people watching that you know it's interesting for the people from like our kind of mindset for us to see this there's a few different reactions you're just like oh this is exciting because there's actually you know it's showing that like the collective consciousness is waking up here what we sort of think of as like the mainstream and things like that and yet things that we have been familiar with for you know over a decade now other people are starting to they're starting to kind of like get hints at they're starting to figure it out so i think there was a lot of hope uh that was you know very uplifting to be able to share through that so yeah we'll talk more a bit about it as yeah, uh, uh, that, uh yeah go ahead yeah. i just want to say like i was i always do my yoga in public parks and stuff yesterday <laughs> i was doing yoga in the park and a whole a whole bus of school children come by and they're like stopped at the stop sign. They're like, hey, are you doing yoga? And I was like, yeah. And they're all like, yeah, yoga man. Yeah, and they're yoga like man. go around they go around yeah, the corner. They go around the corner. They're like driving away and they're like yelling like yoga man. That's and, awesome. Um, getting them hyped. We're probably in like fourth grade, you know? That's like so yoga cool. used to be like this crazy thing that nobody knew about you know? there you so. go there you go right yeah yeah the kids are waking up the kids are waking up so yeah no that was good that's funny that kind of just one of the guys he referred to me as was crystal that, man that, 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 did, I, uh, that was funny too. what's that parker closing closing statement here closing statement by all means guys yeah. go ahead and thank you again about to, we're about to pack the laptop up and roll, but just wanted to say real quick, thank you, Brendan. Super, super grateful for you continuing this platform and reaching out to us because this was um, this was inspiring for a, a lot of people. I'm looking at the, the comments on the YouTube video, and it feels like we engaged a lot of people, and a lot more people are going to see this. So grateful for the outlet to, to spread the word. Um, Sam was super cool to hear about what you got going on, and I send you all my love with that. I feel like a part of me is doing that in another dimension of some sort. And it's like, I feel very connected to, to your mission. And uh, brother Joseph down here, look, look forward to hearing more about the, the mythological story with the wolf. I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna know all the details next time, hop on in. You're fucking amazing and hilarious. I, I already love you and only known you for a second. Um, but yeah, just uh, super, super grateful for this opportunity and um, sending all my love and uh, we'll tune in again soon. Awesome. Next synergy circle, we'd love to get a whole freestyle session going again. Um, we're gonna so. be doing, yeah, we're gonna be doing another open mic, and uh, you know that might be something if Joseph's around for it. Maybe we can just schedule around his schedule, and he'll be the star of the show. We'll just kind of 
set it off like that. He's got some skills, man. We've all got some skills. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So again, uh, Philo, any closing words? And I'll just mention where people can connect with you on Instagram and all that. So. Yeah, so on Facebook, I'm Philo Lila. Feel free to hit me up. Um, I, uh, I also like to make YouTube videos, so you can check out. Got like over 500 videos over the last nine years on there travels around the world and whatnot um i love jokes so feel free to send me any jokes as long as they're pg-13 and uh and um puns are puns that give you bonus points um and yeah team pachamama is the movement that i helped co-create here and um we've got a facebook page that posts a lot of inspiring videos and music and whatnot and uh, just keep showing up, people watching this. Step your game up. We're all stepping our game up, and uh, everything's flowing. So happy Thursday. Awesome. Happy Thursday, brother. Thank you once again. And uh, yeah, for, for Parker, you can check him out at parkerweb with two bs.bandcamp.com, as well as fungi flows on Instagram. And again, we'll put all this in the show notes afterwards. And Team Pachamama on Instagram for Philo's channel as well. So awesome. Thank you. Oh. Underscore. Yeah. Yeah. So if you. There's the underscore in the URL, but if you search Team Pachamama, I think it shows up. But yeah, you can check out my story. Swipe up on my story on Mystic Spider-Man if you're tuned into this recently and you can find it there too. So awesome. Thank you again, Philo. Thank you again, so Philo and Parker for joining in and for giving us the updates on Resonance Festival and planting the seeds. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll catch up with you guys. Word, yeah, the three minute after movie of Resonance yeah. is in the comments. We're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that published uh, into next week, n next week's newsletter as well. It's a, uh, it's on like the production schedule, so yeah, we'll definitely get that featured and, and definitely expect to see more from Parker and Philo. So, awesome, sweet. All right, you guys rest yeah. well, and thank you again for everything you do, and we'll, we'll talk soon. So, all right, stay lucid. Much love. All right, sweet. All right, so thank you again, everyone, for, for being here, for joining in. So what we're going to do, we're not going to keep this broadcast going super, super long. Uh, I did want to be able to, um, again, just like give, uh, we, we didn't give uh, Sam a chance to kind of like share any particular updates that he wanted to be able to share as well. I did also want to take a little bit of time just kind of like talk about um, the video because I know, uh, I'm not sure how long Joseph is here. Sam, are you cool if we just kind of talk about like the, the drunk students video just for a little bit first and then, yeah, and then you, we can jump in with anything else we go? Awesome. Sweet. So, uh, okay, perfect. Thanks, Sam. And, uh, yeah, uh, Joseph, just checking real quick. What's your schedule like, dude, like another like 20 minutes or are you jumping off less than that? What do you think? I mean, you're just like, you're, you're in the office right now, aren't you? You're in your, you're less than that. You got to go in a bit. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll just kind of, um, well, well, Joseph, I mean, before, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just kind of talk real quick. Cause I know Joseph was actually like a big fan of the video and then any, anything beyond the video that Joseph just wants to mention real quick, we'll do that within the next couple of minutes. And then Sam and I will just chit chat for a little bit and then we'll pretty much wrap up the show after that, keeping it fairly uh, concise tonight. But yeah. So quick context for those of you who didn't see this yet on my YouTube channel, go check it out. Uh, it's called interview 
interviewing drunk students about aliens, dreams, and dimensions. And so this was a very tactical video that I created. And there was like this huge street party that happens as part of the university uh, near my house. And this is the university that I graduated from. And it's uh, not like an official party. So like there's this whole like kind of, uh, there's a lot of mixed emotions about it because it's basically just like thousands of students populate the street and just kind of get drunk throughout the day. And uh, it's called Western FOCO, which stands for fake homecoming. So nonetheless, this event was happening and there's actually been like another YouTuber, Jack Denmo, and he's like filmed some videos there and they went super viral. And again, it's just this shenanigans. It's just absolute, like, you know, absolute shift show, so to speak. And so I had this like intuitive feeling where I'm like, I'm like, there's an opportunity there. There's a window of opportunity there. I'd love to be able to like go down there do free hugs and like interview people and ask these questions and create some sort of awesome video montage out of this. And so again, and that's what I did. And it turned out to be like really successful. The videos got like over 50 likes and no dislikes so far. And uh, yeah, people are really loving it. And again, people who are the part of the tactics is just to be able to, you know, provide entertainment and inspiration for, for people in our community who are watching. But at the same time, I'm strategically creating it so that it's going to be able to like spread itself through the university demographic as well. So students who might be in the video or who might just be entertained by it, they're going to check it out. But in the process of checking it out, there's this story that's kind of weaved through it where essentially by asking people about aliens and things like that, eventually by the end of the video, it's kind of creating this like picture of reality reality where it's basically kind of like giving people the the invitation to be able to see themselves as a multidimensional being and to be able to open up to the idea that you know maybe aliens are real and maybe there's more to this reality that meets the eye and dreams are something that we should be paying attention to uh so again that idea that you know, by making this video, that was my intention to literally be able to help accelerate the shift in consciousness through the individual conversations as well as with uh, the people who are going to continue to watch this in the future, who again, there are going to be some ideas where people are going to watch this video and they're going to be like, I had never thought about that before. Like that is a brand new concept. I never knew Sasquatch was psychic, you know, just as an example, so to speak, <laughs> who doesn't know now, now everyone knows, so to speak, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But anyways, uh, Joseph, knowing that you have to head out soon. Uh, yeah, you got pretty excited about that. And Joseph, he, he's been in kind of working with me behind the scenes on a lot of inspiration. Uh, he does some amazing body work stuff, which we can talk about uh, perhaps maybe more in depth on another broadcast. Um, but part of like the the even just kind of getting into that mindset of like, OK, how can we create like satirical humor to be able to help create, you know, entertaining media and stuff like that? Um, we've had discussions like that. And even the the Saturn goes direct. That was something that kind of ran past him first. And then he was like, oh, yeah, OK. And then, and then it kind of happened and stuff. But Joseph, from just kind of getting, you know, when you saw that video, uh, what did it mean to you? And, you know, like, why why was that video something that you enjoyed? And, and you know, any any other thoughts or feedback on that? What do you think it's going to accomplish maybe? So, Joseph, go, go right ahead, dude. Yo, um, my battery's close to dying. So I'm going to okay. talk as fast as I can. Super fast. Yeah. Um, that was like 10,000 words. Um. The video was great. Um, we like we we've had like a, a half dozen conversations of like um, something in the realm of like in quotes woke humor, um, and just because I've been so busy, like I haven't been able to like dedicate more time towards it. But it's really nice to know that like someone does have the capacity to do those things. And so it's been a pleasure and like an honor to be a part in some capacity to like that. Um, 
I think that, that like when it comes into comedy, it's, it's one of the ways that we can best um, bring ideas and plant seeds of ideas into people. Um, Previous uh, to me coming onto this call, I was just listening to a quick uh, CBC political interview with um, Rick Mercer. And Rick Mercer is someone who has been like, actively engaged within like Canadian culture for like 25 years or 26 years. And he did like over 250 of his like rant videos that were commentary on uh, culture, like in that week. And it's pivotal. His, his influence is like, he's a household name within our country. And I think that comedy has a capacity to disseminate a lot of like conscious awareness. And so it's, Nice to see uh, Brendan starting to come into that more because I just feel like it's it's just a really effective way to to just increase awareness and it's something that I've been actively thinking about for around a year now, um, but because I have so many other projects that require so much of my time, I haven't been able to kind of explore those things more. Um, the the comment on just like you know, there was 20 minutes of content. So the video was a lot. Um, and it took me a while to like, I think it took me a couple hours of just like finding free, a few free minutes here and there to go through it all. Um, but that's fine. I think like the nice thing about um, modern media is like Joe Rogan can release a podcast and within like an hour, there's like small segments all, all kind of portioned out. So like, I think it's okay to release long form content and then to, to find like the smaller pieces of it. Um, yeah, the video was great. And I just feel like um, going back to like what Philo and the other guy said Parker. about, you know, like doing yoga in a public park and then kids are like, yeah, yoga's the best. Um, like we're, we as whatever, conscious beings um there's in there's different ways in which we're in the forefront of things um and i think that as we kind of continue to be our best selves other and more people will respond to it um and just like and, and that just kind of grows like I was doing yoga 10 years ago and I was like really one of the only guys that I would see at the studio with like regularity. And then fast forward like five years when I'm teaching yoga and not just practicing. And like in me teaching for, for two years full time, I saw more and more people, like more and more men all of a sudden start practicing yoga. So I think it's important to like follow our, our kind of like intuitive, intuitive tingles. Um, Cause it's like drawing us further down the path. And um, I think like as people um, are following like a spiritual or a creative path, um, it's, it's, it's important to just continue that. And I feel like as people follow either a spiritual path or creative path, eventually what happens is there's just like more and more and more and more creation that, that actively is, is happening. Um, yeah <laughs> anything yeah, else yeah. yeah like any comments yeah, or... yeah yeah man um yeah just real quick again kind of talking about the idea of the power of humor to be able to to convey ideas you know i think uh 
for a lot of us, like some of the most influential teachers that I had growing up within my spiritual path were people, you know, like Alan Watts and, you know, Terrence McKenna. And I, I even want to include like Jim Carrey in there as well, you know, and look at the way like Jim Carrey, like he's been a big inspiration for me too. And, and there are like some times where I just kind of like, kind of channel like even like in that video like you know with saturn going direct like that's that's acting that's acting in there and stuff like that so it's like okay let's kind of like bring it let's kind of like bring this performance so it's like what would jim carrey do and it's like very much like this kind of like showy exaggeration but at the same time when you allow people to smile and you allow people to laugh they also allow themselves to be more receptive to receiving what you're telling them you know and that's why like i think juxtaposed to you know, with protests and things like that. And, and, you know, like say like hardcore vegan activism where you're trying to shame people into changing their ways. The moment you do that, sometimes people get their defenses up and then they kind of like, don't really listen to what you're saying. But with humor, it's this very neutralizing medium. And, and I think, again, it's kind of one of those things that I really like it. Cause you might kind of like bring someone in and they're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing. And then by the end of the video, they're just like, wait, what did I just get educated? Like son of a bitch. Like he just, he just informed me about something or he just inspired me without me even like realizing that's, that's what that was actually happening. So, um, I'm really, really excited to be able to continue uh, pursuing that Avenue and to be able to continue to brainstorm, you know, along with other people. So, uh, Joseph, knowing that you have to leave and knowing that we're going to get close to wrapping up the broadcast, uh, any other words of wisdom, you know, for the people who are, uh, waking up, who are totally woke out there uh believe in stationary earth and get consent from people if you're gonna get that off my broadcast you get you get that off (laughs) (laughs) not yet not yet joe it's too early sorry 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 sorry. um (laughs) no i think just like keep breathing like keep mindfully breathing be in nature just take care of yourself i think um I don't think I, I feel as though I know in like deep parts of myself that the more that we can take care of ourselves and do the things that we actually enjoy whenever we can and like be in a positive, harmonious relationship with ourselves, um, like everything else just comes naturally. Like Patabi Joyce, who's, I don't know, like some kind of like important yogi, if you know about yoga. Uh, He just said, like, keep practicing, the rest will come. So I think just, like, keep practicing whatever fills your cup. Um, And, like, a whole bunch of more more crazy shit is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, like, stationary earth. and 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 your posture and fix your posture and and remember how to like stand and breathe joseph here just uh again you know because i know he has to head out he's a huge educator on just like body dynamics and um you can just tell them a little bit and i posted the links as well but i've been a quick quick testimonial uh joseph i've been going to him for sessions quite regularly over the past several months and these sessions are basically uh designed to um un mess up your body like unfuck your body i hate to yep. be um, coarse with the language but that's a very blunt way of being able to put it where so many of us you know we've been at computers and cell phones and we're all just like crouched into these balls and then with his massage as well as his intuitive energy work and just again holding space he allows the body to relax and he allows the body to kind of like move into new adjustments and alignments and um yeah cool. and it's a really really powerful way to again even just kind of like open up the energy channels so joseph just Tell us a little bit about, you know, any quick thoughts for people watching this, reminding them about the importance of body mechanics. Yeah. Um, the more that you can breathe and like be in water or sauna or a steam room or ice water, the better. I think like human beings are supposed to be in water. 
much more of the time like like uh and if if you can see like a structural integrator or a cranial sacral therapist those people can be like some of the most um tr like woke and helpful people um like I grew up with like a lot of chronic pain and just a lot of issues and those things really helped me the most. And I've come to realize like the more that people um, are in different levels of physiological discomfort, um, they don't have the same amount of energy that they would um, if they weren't in pain or discomfort. And so the more that you can work on, on, on helping to your physical body, you'll then have more energy to like tackle working on emotions and energetic things and psychological things and and then you'll have more energy to like to just create more um it's a very like ground up of like you know maslow's hierarchy of needs if your body feels good then then you can then take that good feeling to other things and like like because brendan does take good care of himself and has for like for some time he doesn't have the the kind of baseline level of stress and, and shittiness that most people do. So it's been, it's been like relatively easy to work with him just because he's not so fucked up <laughs> uh, compared to, compared to the average person who I see who is in like kind of like chronic pain all the time. And there's like different levels of, of, of the people acclimatizing to that. So some people might say like, Oh yeah, like my shoulder really hurts, but like everything else is fine. And then after like one or two sessions of that being cleared up, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I didn't realize that this, is still, that this is still a problem and this. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot to, to kind of work on. And I think that's why, why there's like such a, there's such an importance and a beauty to like movement practices and flow practices, meditation, because it's just unraveling the different layers of self and like healing the different layers of self allows for more energy to be placed towards um god's good work um which I, to me is just like art consciousness awareness and like those kinds of good things um and if god's triggering you can just think odin um or nature or the universe or jim carrey um because all those things are are you know awesome and uh yeah take care of yourself that's yeah. like my last words awesome man and you just launched your uh, you just launched your new website didn't you yeah my my website went up uh, yesterday um uh if you're in the london area come come hang if you want uh, to drink some tea and talk about how messed up your body might be <laughs> i'm always down uh i'm at i'm at like 201 king street innovation works in london ontario um and like over the next uh, few months uh once I'm, I'm i'm more settled here i'll be i'll be traveling a little bit more uh seeing clients in different cities and running workshops out of those places and doing concerts um but yeah check out uh, my website i have a bunch of videos uh made uh, made in part uh due to the efforts and the courage of this man brendon and uh there's going to be yeah, a lot more content answer. coming out over the next uh year um, and it's all going to be, uh, be like becoming more, uh, integrated and more enjoyable maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the website is, uh, full F U L L body, B O D Y efficiency, E F F I C I E N C Y treatment, T R E A T M E N T.com full body efficiency treatment. It's long and convoluted, not unlike my, my name, Joseph Galima K Barker, the third. 
Yeah. I awesome. used to have a stutter and then I did mushrooms and now look at me. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, much uh, love. Again. Awesome. Joseph, thank you so much. Um, we didn't get to talking about the climate uh, strike and I know you were there, um, but we can... <laughs> with a didgeridoo, any, yeah. Yeah, with a didgeridoo. Any, in like two sentences or less, any thoughts on the climate strike, March? Um, in London? It was huge. My, it was like, huge in di- London. The didgeridoos and the didgeridons, didgeridons of, of a climate strike. <laughs> um, I think like lead with peace lead with love yeah. and lead with love is really important um i that's like the first time I, i've really been involved in like a, a large scale kind of thing i don't usually spend time in those places because i can tell that there's too much angst and too much anger and i don't think that uh, angst and anger um help to create anything um they usually help to destroy things which isn't uh generative so um yeah you know do that lead with love and uh yeah mm-hmm. i'm excited to to be able to pop on again at some point in time um, for sure man for sure i'm uh, i'm out but much love to y'all and thank Sweet you Brennan, for holding space for well, everybody uh, and for being so dope i'm so excited to see more videos by you yeah, dude. Thanks, and i'm man. excited to touch your body some more oh man only you only you yeah. and um maybe uh are you going to the uh archer and cow event this weekend no uh no it's it's my 32nd birthday on saturday oh. and i will be going oh, well, up early to birthday the, wishes thank you yeah. i'll be going up to my cottage uh away from internet and cell phone service great for plan. a few days to just kind of like chill swim in cold water yeah uh, enjoy dope. hot showers and runes dope dope yeah. awesome well Amen. dude thank you again and a uh, quick quick little known fact joseph is actually like a a uh, a winning paralympic swimmer six-time and, uh, canadian record holder yeah 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 and and <laughs> he's something. like hung out with wim hof a couple times and stuff like that so we'll have to yeah. come back on and talk a little bit more about again oh, just yeah. more body dynamics and yeah, what totally. it was like meeting wim hof and anything of that nature so wim, dude, hof, again, wim hof is a fucking angel but i would and i would like to talk more <laughs> about him um i wish everybody a beautiful evening and a great sleep i am going to go to sleep as soon as I leave my office and find a bed. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Good idea. Welcome All right, Joseph. Roll. Thanks again, man. We'll talk to you soon. Oh yeah. All right. Peace out. Sweet. All right. So again, that was Joseph. Be sure to check out uh, his stuff in the YouTube info. We'll put that into the show notes. And again, full body efficiency treatment. And uh, yeah, some of the videos that he has online are videos that him and I actually filmed uh, of like him teaching and stuff like that. So there's some cool tips uh, that you can check out just about being able to help become more aware of posture and little stretches and just understanding a little bit more about uh, the importance of just being aware of how your body works. So cool. So with that said, uh, again, it's... um. I, I'm going to eventually just kind of segue this into the end of the episode, but we've definitely accomplished a lot. Of course, I do want to be able to just uh, pass the microphone back over to, to Sam. Uh, and Sam, I appreciate your patience, dude. Uh, it wasn't fully the intention, but just with the way things were going, people were kind of coming and going. Um, and we haven't really given you a chance to kind of talk a little bit more about any anything else that you feel you would like to be able to bring to the circle. And um, yeah, again, we've already kind of talked about like the, the video I made. We didn't get fully into the climate strike uh, march, but I can just give a little bit on that but before we do that and then uh and then shortly after we'll get close to wrapping it up sam is there anything else that you would like to bring to the table
table, uh, e even in relation to, you know, what we were talking about with like, you know, creating community events and any wisdom from that. Cause you've obviously had a lot of experience doing potlucks and gotten a lot of feedback from those. Um, yeah. Anything that you'd like to share with the people listening, go right ahead. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, thank you. It's cool. You know, um, I, I just love the, I love the, the dynamic. I love the people that come to this broadcast. That's why I just decided that I'm going to you know, try to be on as much as I can from now on. Cause like, you know, it's, it's just, I always meet awesome people. I've had three interns come to camp Haven from listening to these broadcasts. So it's like, you know, that's a that's real, right. that's right. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's a real thing. And like, it's, uh, it's just, um, I think really going to, to like a big part of our education now is like trying to meet people where they're already at, you know, like we could set up our own uh, website and, and, you know, try to um, get our information on our website, but like driving traffic to your website then becomes your full-time job. So like, why not just use websites that are already being used a lot by a lot of people that are doing this stuff. So yeah, I think um, the community here is just really great. So I'm really happy to, to listen to everybody and, and hear uh, the, what's going on with everybody and how everybody's contributing but um as far as yeah events go um potlucks are definitely like i i recommend they're the easiest type of event for any like beginner uh event thrower to to do just the whole idea of uh bringing people together around food and no obligations and no commitments is like really powerful excuse me a lot of people think that uh like I know for me growing up, you know, I didn't have a lot of money and it was very difficult to um, like, I wanted to participate in all these events and I wanted to participate in all these things that, uh, that my friends were doing and they all cost, you know, they all had a cost attached to them. And I just really wanted to, when I grew up to create the same type of environment for those people without the cost attached. And I think that like, that's a big thing that if you're planning on really offering like uh uh, like Joseph was saying, like a really cool event with like, you know, um, you're going to be doing more for your community than just providing the space and the, and, and holding space for everybody charging a little bit to, to help compensate for the, for the event that's going on makes sense. Um, but like to hold, to host a free potluck, like the biggest issue for us right now is that when we host a potluck, we have like 30, 40, 50 people coming. And when we do, you know, now that you're there, we need like a venue to actually be able to, to, to comfortably host all these people and unfortunately around here it's a lot of the venues are just outdoors so like when winter time and it's snowing we're just we're just uh we're trying to figure something out you know and our our place at camp haven um you know we just we need a good amount of funding and a good amount of capital investment a good amount of volunteers to come interns to come to to work with us and to add their own flair to the to the place um, to get it really to the point where that place can be a venue as well to, to support conscious events and, and uh, uh, transformational festivals and things like that. We're just, we're about to acquire another piece of property attached to Camp Haven that we're specifically trying to make uh, more of a venue space. Um, it's, it's a sort of a natural amphitheater uh, that's built into the mountains. So we're trying to just kind of cultivate that and, uh, and, and just really continue what we're doing but um yeah it's really just about the, you got to start somewhere and like everybody loves food so potlucks are just like the obvious thing to to kind of you don't have to you don't have to have a specific topic it's really just an all-inclusive event everybody has to eat so like it's it is an all-inclusive event you don't have to make it vegan you don't have to make it 
plant-based. We do encourage everyone to, to bring plant-based dishes. We encourage everyone to support their local farmers when they're when they're uh, bringing food dishes in. Um, we tell we bring paper plates in case anyone needs them, but we really encourage everyone to bring their own dishware. Um, that's another thing that kind of we 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 bring the fact that the, whoever's hosting the potluck because we do have it at different community members' houses, and that's another idea that you know every community member that wants. Um, that enjoys the potluck can then also become a host of the potluck and you can kind of carry the email list and be telling people about the event but the event can happen at all different places you know one, once a month around our community we try to have a potluck you know it's always at a different person's house or a different farm um, and the the host always wants to uh, kind of demonstrate or show what they're doing in their home and how they how they're uh, how they live and uh, then, you know, again, just sharing the, that space um, without commitment, without uh, obligation, you know, so, um, you know, I think like encouraging people to do certain things is better than setting rules and saying like, you, you, you know, unless you, um, you know, it, like maybe doing sliding scales for certain things too, you know, always, always giving people an option if you can't really afford it to still be able to participate in some way. Um, and uh, a big thing too is just uh, getting people to volunteer and help. You know, I think that like the younger generation now, uh, and you know, even my generation is is uh, we're we're like looking for something to to give our energy to in a positive way. You know, everyone's just you know that they they understand that we can really make a difference if you know our our particular energy. You know, maybe not make a difference globally, but just make a difference in our lives if we start putting our energy towards things that we believe in and towards things that like lift us up and build us up. And and so I think it's like 70% of people my age are, are actively volunteering right now, which is like a huge number compared to years past. Um, so it's it's just, it's pointing to good things. And as a reason why we became a nonprofit, we really don't, we didn't want like money to be involved in what we were uh, trying to provide. We're really education-based. Um, and like I said, when I grew up, there was just so many limitations, so many financial limitations to me being able to just do what I thought was just having fun. Um, and like, even just like, I got like arrested four times for skateboarding, you know, cause they called skateboarding vandalism. Um, you know, it's just like all this, all this stuff that blocked me from just being able to be a kid growing up. And, uh, it was, I was living in a city at the time and now moving up to, uh, an environment up, uh, you know, where they're, you know, I don't know if it's this environment or if it's just that the times are changing, but yeah, um, there's, you know, uh, sound healers on every, you know, like all around me, there's, there's five, six different kinds of yogis doing different kinds of yoga practices. Um, there's, uh, just so many different types of holistic healing modalities out there, uh, different energy work that's being done. Um, and it's, it's just, it's definitely becoming more and more popular and people are are uh, are still just as interested in health and well-being as they always have been and now it's just becoming more of a holistic approach where like environmentalists are getting into health and well-being and people that are into health and well-being are getting into environmentalism and we're all kind of starting to realize that we're all working on the same page here and and we all kind of, there's a holistic approach that does fit in every category and you know, I think it's, it's really cool to uh, to set up and develop um, and to like watch that blossom. But um, yeah, potlucks are definitely an easy way to do it. Every time we've tried to have an event that had some sort of theme to it, we don't get as many people. Um, but 
the people that come really want to, they, they usually don't come to the potlucks. They're coming for whatever the theme. We had a pottery workshop to teach people uh, how to make, uh, you know, how to uh, make clay out of soil in their backyard and then use that clay to make pots and things like that and to really connect with the earth in that way. Um, and the people that came were really into it and really wanted to, to have that experience. So it's like, um, you know, having themed events in your niche is always good. And then having like the overall general all-inclusive event that just like the whole community can come and be a part of um, really helps as well. And again, the point is to just drive those open-minded discussions and, and uh, you know, the not to tell anyone they're, you know, how to live their lives, but to just literally ask questions, question our, our paradigms and, and uh, see if there's other alternative ways of doing things. And um, just having these conversations is the shift that we need to happen. So it's, you know, the more we can encourage that, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Very well said. And yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agreeing with that. And, and again, I think, you know, just going back to the simplicity of, of potlucks and being able to bring people together around food is actually such a powerful thing. And even within our paradigm shift meetings, uh, when we were doing them at certain locations, yeah, we would like meet up in a yoga studio. And then after that, we would go out to eat somewhere, you know, and just kind of like practice kind of, you know, communicating in a variety of formats The where when we're at the yoga studio, it's a little bit more formal, it's a little bit more facilitated. And then when we kind of go for food, you're just kind of sitting there and you're chit chatting, you're bumping elbows with people but it's a very powerful way to just be able to give them give people something that nurtures their soul that nurtures their spirit and i think that's important for us to really be able to see it from that perspective in terms of why we are creating these events we're creating this to be able to provide people with value value that is literally nurturing their soul something that you know they're not getting they might not be getting too much of uh based on you know where they may be in certain cultures and society and again even as we do this this is again, this is about us changing culture, you know, kind of what we were talking about with going back to the climate crisis and consciousness. I was saying like that is a big part of how we help change the world is by changing the culture. So when we create these potlucks and we create these routines, we create these modern day ceremonies, it just becomes something that eventually is normalized. And then people begin to co-create it and they begin to, again, you know, like I think those events when when there's a particular facilitator and they're organizing it, those are great. But then sometimes you get those events where there's almost like no leader. It's just a consecutive agreement where people are just like, yeah, we're just going to meet here every Friday and have food sort of thing. And then and then I think, again, you know, for the people listening to this, if you're looking to organize events, start looking at locations, start looking at yoga studios, start looking at community libraries, start looking at parks. Maybe you can host it out of, you know, someone's house if it's appropriate to do so. Um, and then just start kind of like brainstorming about, you know, what you can do and also kind of tap into the idea of like, what would it feel like? What would it feel like for you to be able to organize these events? And then, of course, course you know please feel free please feel free to reach out to myself or anybody else uh within the team if you feel you might have some particular questions about facilitating events again a lot of us have a, have a fair amount of experience uh with being facilitators for our communities for the past again like several several years so uh really just encouraging reminding people that they can do this where they are too so sam thank you again man and uh yeah i'm excited to just continue to again you know hear about that and and, and i really like with what you guys do where again you're you're focusing it not just on the the value of the experience and meeting like-minded people and having important discussions but also being able to provide the community with education you know skills 
tools, you know, like learning things that they can bring back to their own household and garden and giving them those hands on, uh, you know, familiarity with just how to be able to make things for themselves and how to be able to grow their own gardens and things like that. That's incredibly valuable there as well. So yeah, no, Sam, thank you again, man. And, um, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of, again, I kind of want to be able to just get close to wrapping this up in the next little bit. Um, I did just want to br briefly mention the climate uh, strike rally and how that went in London because it was like freaking huge and phenomenal. The, the one that happened on the 27th, uh, which was the day after our last broadcast. And, uh, and then just give a quick, quick overview in terms of uh, some updates for Paradigm Shift and what to be able to expect. But before we do that, Sam, was there any other things that you wanted to mention off the off the bat? Any, yeah. you know, any projects you're working on or things um, you want to let us know about? Well, just another suggestion about events to just sure, sure, go sure. to events. Cause like, that's something I don't do enough of. I get all my input from people that tell that because I'm, I run the center now. So people come to me. So I hear about these different events and we're trying to incorporate a lot of them into what we're doing, but like things like ecstatic dance and um, just like, there's so many different events happening and if you go to them you get a lot of ideas on what you can do in your in your community um that you know maybe free events or maybe low cost events and things like that um but yeah i mean the uh right now we're, we're in livingston manor new york so it's it's a really small town in upstate new york it's just two hours north of manhattan um and we kind of are strategically located to deal with uh people from the city uh giving people uh, that have grown up in the city sort of a way of transitioning into a more natural lifestyle. And um, at the same time, working with the local community and uh, realizing that we're in a food desert and that there's um, serious uh, lack of food, um, lack of quality food in our area. Uh, and, and again, realizing that there's a lack of education around what healthy decision-making really is. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, in a state of extreme stress and extreme anxiety and like to there they push themselves like to to go exercise you know in that state and uh it, that's you know the the exercise is healthy when we're in a healthy state and we're able to exercise if we're not it becomes detrimental and like a lot of these little keys to a holistic perspective on health and well-being um are kind of lost along the thousands of memes that are made every day about telling people what to eat and and how to exercise and what the latest diet trend is and things like that and um you know i've been a holistic nutritionist for seven years now uh, eight years now and um uh you know i've been in the holistic health field for over 20 years with my whole family and we're all still together and learning more about this stuff every day so uh like it's actually become less about giving people information now and more about like inspiring their intuition that kind of knows the truth already and what they're supposed to be uh, eating and doing and, and how they're supposed to be living and just like giving them the courage to actually uh, pursue what they what their intuition is telling them that they're trying to pursue. Um, so yeah, so Fairhaven is opening up. Uh, well, is Fairhaven is open right now as an organic grocery uh, marketplace that sells fruits and vegetables from local farms and uh, we also get imported stuff as well. We just get as much organic fruits and vegetables as we can. Uh, and we sell everything at cost, trying to increase access to those products as much as possible. 
uh, and the juice bar and smoothie bar will be opening up soon. Again, in an educational aspect, we're not a regular juice and smoothie bar. We're an education center that just happens to use the, those things as our tools to really teach people how to utilize fruits and vegetables in healthy ways, um, how to make these foods for themselves at home, what machines to use, uh, why certain types of equipment are better than others, certain types of ingredients are better than others, um, and things like that. Just uh, ways of making nutrition really simple and practical and um, making healthy decision-making something that is fun. There's community built around where you go out to an event and everyone's not, you know, drunk and, and uh, you know, just going from stimulation to stimulation, but are doing things that are more naturally stimulating and uh, more harmonious with, uh, with health and well-being and are actually benefiting us long-term and not just the instant gratification part of it. Um, is really what we're focused on now. And like I said, I'm working on the marketing and advertising aspect, trying to get our word out there more, get our communications down on paper so that we can have a consistent message throughout all our communications. So entrepreneur that's life. Cool. And that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and uh, we, we were kind of uh, just chit-chatting about this in the team chat. Um, you're working on getting a podcast uh, up and running. And, and I guess like that will also be with people local to the community to, to get involved with. Is that part of the idea? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's, there's like, whenever we have new interns in and, and things like that, um, or just like me and my brother and my, you know, our, our, our community up at, up at Camp Haven, um, there's, there's five of us living up there all the time and interns come in and out. So sometimes we're up to like 15 people at one time, but uh, basically um, we have very, uh, based on topics that we're learning about and reading about based on personal development topics and things, things like that. Um, there's a, there's a big dynamic, uh, between the different types of people that, that live with us, you know, um, very competitive mindsets that are trying to break themselves out of that, um, very sort of, uh, creative and passive mindsets that are trying to sort of understand the competitive aspect and, and how that can be beneficial in our, in our lives. Um, so it's it, we've had, we have very uh, interesting open-minded conversations very often, and realize that um, when our interns come and spend time with us, that's one of the things that they tell us is the most fun about being with us is that they don't have these conversations anywhere else. Um, that people aren't really uh, able to to have conversations like that and keep them uh, fun and inspiring. So uh, yeah, we decided that we're going to bring our interns into the podcast and basically let them ask questions and talk to us and tell us about their experiences and uh, we'd give our perspectives. Uh, and at the same time, uh, yeah, interviewing people in the local community, whether they're farmers or healers or um, they're looking to become politicians or, or something like that um, to really make change in, in the community. Um, really just like like uh, community leaders that are trying to do something different and aren't, aren't afraid of living their lives in a different way um, to tell us their stories and, and for us to be able to, to uh, sort of gain a little bit of insight into different types of lifestyles and again, different options that we might be able to take home with us, different um, skills, motivations, uh, events that we can host ourselves. Um, yeah, just, just realize, you know, it, like the more I watched people, you know, vegan videos and people posting videos, um, about, uh, you know, eating well, the, the easier it is to do that. And like, the more you start paying it, you know, paying attention to communities that are uplifting, the easier it is to do that. So it's just like, you know, once, once we, have now been uplifted by these communities, we can we can kind of go out and start our own. And that's kind of the, the last aspect of 
the process that we're trying to bring people through is to sort of empower them up to the point where you can start your own community, you can start your own, uh, uh, you know, that's why we feel, I feel like this is so in line with what we're trying to do because it's uh, like a lot of people are doing this now that once you get to a place where you feel confident, you want to start that community so that you can bring other people to that place where they can feel confident and they can all start their own communities. And, and a lot of people just want to know what they can do to make a difference. And honestly, just support is all we need. It's, I always say that it's, people don't need more information. They, they're not lacking information. They're lacking support. So if we can just provide support and provide community, they know what to do and the information becomes apparent and uh, you know things just start falling into place and uh, everyone can then spiral that off into their own communities and it just uplift the whole world. Absolutely, dude. Well, dude, that's awesome, man. And, and I love the idea that with you doing your podcast, it's going to be a way for, you know, it's going to kind of work as like a, a, a gathering for your local community as well. You know, like it will be something where even just like word of mouth and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I saw you on the podcast last week type thing. So I think that's really cool that you're able to focus both on the online aspect of your community while continuing to build the local networks. And really, you know, you guys have put a lot of work into creating the roots uh, over over these many years. And, and I think the, the foundation is there. So I'm excited for you to be able to start producing those and, and, and I'm happy to be able to help support in doing that. And again, that's content that we can get published to the, to the Paradigm Shift Central website once it's ready to do that. And uh, yeah, man, it's very, very exciting. So kudos to you for, for, you know, feeling the call to do that. And uh, again, just creating more of those important discussions is absolutely what, what more of us can do every single day. So awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, man. Cool. Sweet. All right. So like I said, I'd love to just be able to chat here for hours and hours on end, but we're going to get close to wrapping up this broadcast in the next little bit. So just some quick updates. Uh, I did mention um, the global climate strike. I did just want to not even talk about this too, too much because we did spend an entire podcast on it last time. But basically, I just wanted to be able to uh, share a bit about my experience and uh, I live streamed it. It was a full like two hour live stream that I did. And I'm still editing uh, the like. So on the week before, there was like another global climate strike, which was still really big. And I filmed that in more kind of my gonzo journalism style, uh, which is going to be edited into uh, a much more refined video. And, um, and I did the student one first with the intention that people are going to like see the student one that's going to get popular, they're going to subscribe, and then they'll see the climate change one now that they're already synced up for it. And, um, and this one, the one that happened uh, last week, uh, the previous one was like more so directed just at like the students, that's the way it was kind of promoted. And then uh, the next one was more of the intergenerational march. And there was like so many people it was literally the biggest rally the biggest march uh that has ever happened in london ontario uh and and this like we literally like walked like around like the entire city over the course of two hours and there was just like yeah i i think i said about like over three thousand people which for london is a lot and and again knowing that on the same day many of you would have seen but there is uh again you know just people like thousands and thousands of people in cities all over the world so that was a very very inspiring thing to be able to see and uh, obviously there's more conversations related to that but evidently at the end of the day again i think it shows hope 
in the sense that there are people who care. And then again, you know, as we talked about in the last broadcast, I think it goes, it goes down to, it comes back to, you know, us just being able to change our culture, to change from within, to be able to know ourselves, and uh, yeah, to keep showing up in the little ways where, you know, like what Sam was saying and what we were talking about, just being able to help build community, start at the grassroots and just keep focusing, keep focusing locally while thinking globally in that sense. And um, yeah, it was beautiful to see a lot of hope there. And I'm looking forward to being able to uh, edit together the the video uh, that will, again, tell the story of the global climate strike and and just kind of how it re- how it relates to the bigger shift in consciousness. So in terms of uh, in terms of other stuff that we have going on within the Paradigm Shift Central project, uh, what we're going to be doing within the next coming weeks, this has always been a, a, a core aspect of the project uh, is, again, you know, we really want to be able to help focus on growing the platform to be able to help serve uh, the community members and helping use the platform. Uh, as a way for their content to reach more people. And so uh, one of the things that we'll be shifting a little bit more into uh, is also the growth of our uh, individual Paradigm Shift Central team Instagram page. And so uh, keep an eye open for that. You can look up Paradigm Shift Central on Instagram to be able to find it there. And uh, yeah, through there, again, the the idea is, is really we're just going to be like net, we're going to be like collaborating with a bunch of other pages, some bigger pages, some that you've already known, uh, like quick shouts, like spiritual teachers of our time, uh, planetary ascension, 1111. There's a bunch of creators. And so again, you know, like part of my passion in creating this project is knowing that there's so many creators out there and some of them, they might have like a very small network. And so what I want to be able to do is for us as a team to grow this like shared network and then essentially anything that we put through it will immediately be able to have access to the global collective audience. And we've already been moving forward with this. We've been getting into the routine of doing our weekly newsletters. Those have been going well. For those of you who aren't subscribed to that, go ahead and check that out. And that's just kind of like a tailored version of sharing what's new uh, in terms of content that's been uploaded by community members, featured community content, as well as uh, information and reminders for upcoming broadcasts. And again, part of what all continue to be working on is growing that email list so again over time that email list will be like thousands and thousands big and then every week as we release that content again you know we're providing the service of helping people's uh you know content reach a wider audience so that they can get connected with what they're making and support them as you know creators and leaders and entrepreneurs as well so yeah with that said i just want to be able to thank everyone again for being a part of this community and for being a part of this broadcast if you haven't already yet you can go ahead and uh explore ExploreParadigmShiftCentral.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter. You can connect to our team chat. You can explore the media nexus. And uh, be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Mystic Spider-Man. You can <clears throat> call to action. Go ahead and check out the recent video that we did, again, with the interviewing drunk students. I, I was checking it. It's almost at 700 views on YouTube. And uh, what's good about that is that when people keep liking that video, the way how it's tagged is that there's like that other super popular video that's got like over 100,000 K views. And that our video is actually going to start showing up as a recommended video for people who watch that video. I already, I've already like checked in with some people. I'm like, how did you find this video? And they're like, Oh, it was recommended from the other video. So that's actually, again, where the likes come into play uh, when we're using YouTube. So if you haven't yet, please feel free to check that out. And then I'll be re uploading that again in kind of like clips, but again, really focusing on being able to help uh, use that as a tool to be able to go viral, but also being able to help plant seeds and invite people back to the community. And again, 
and back to the story that we are co-creating together. This story of us coming together at the round table, of us rising together as leaders, of us continuing to work on ourselves uh, within this co-creative game. So uh, with that said, we'll just pass the talking stick back to Sam and, and any closing thoughts. And then we'll uh, officially wrap up the broadcast here. And uh, yeah, we'll call it a night after that. So Sam, any closing thoughts of inspiration for all the other shifters tuned in? Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, I guess just, um, just stay curious. You know, that's always my, my wrap up, you know, cause that's curiosity is everything, you know, and that's, that's where everything begins. That's where everything ends, you know, uh, keep questioning, stay positive. You know, it's, uh, it's it really about reaching out to community, building community, finding community and, um, you know, providing that support if you if you can and and requesting that support if you need it uh radical self-care uh you know give your body what it's asking for whenever it needs it that's yeah so much love to everybody thank you for having me again brendan thank you for doing this really happy to see this community grow i'm really happy to be a part of it Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you as well, man. And yeah, really excited to just be able to see how your stories and, and, and yeah, it's again, it's been a journey for both of us just to be able to kind of like, you know, helix in and out. And so, yeah, congratulations on all the things that you've been building. And, and again, just knowing that it's already, it's already, you know, it's already succeeded. It's already accomplished so much just in the, the changes that it's made within the individual lives and the, the example that it's created within your community. So thank you. Thank you again as well, Sam. And uh, yeah, for those of you looking to connect with Sam Haven for Humanity on Facebook and on Instagram as well. And uh, Sam, if people might be in the area, would they be would it be cool for them to reach out to you? Is that possible? Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you go to our website, you can contact us uh, through email um, contact at Haven for Humanity dot org. Haven for Humanity dot org is our website. Um Basically, I give tours of our self-sustainable facility, uh, and that's by appointment. So if you'd like to take a tour and check out our place, it's it's a free free tour. I, everything we do is by donation, so uh, those who can, can. And um, it, it's really a fun and educational experience. We walk you through our different types of architecture that we built um, and really explain how we live off the grid there, why we live the way we do. Um, and uh, can take anywhere from like an hour to two hours, depending on the questions that people ask and, and how involved it gets. But um, yeah, I, I definitely encourage people to come check us out. Um, if you're into permaculture, if you're uh, a carpenter or a builder and you, you're looking to volunteer, we definitely need help. We need volunteers. We need, we're trying to build a tiny home village of different types of tiny homes that we can uh sort of rent out as educational experiences for people to get a glimpse of what it's like to live a minimalist lifestyle. Um, and uh, yeah, just to finish building the complex that we have up there that will allow us to have a venue and have more larger community events. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for interns. We need to help with hospitality. We need help with web design, graphic design, you know, the, the works. We're a nonprofit grassroots. There's five of us here full time that are dedicating our time to this nonprofit. Uh, you know, full-time for me, it's like a 24 hour job, you know, I, I eat, sleep and breathe this. So it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, it never ends, but, um, it's, it's just my passion, my, what I do for fun. It's what I do, uh, that, that I love doing and, uh, hoping that this is something that, you know, re really resonates with a lot of people right now. And I, I kind of feel that 
part of what we're doing is a lot of what other people have been telling me that they've been wishing they could do for a long time. And I'm really happy to, to uh, be able to co-create with all those people that, that I'm sharing that vibration with and that, you know, we can, um, you know, in no way is anything complete in our in our project. It's about incorporating other people's vision, other people's uh, creativity into what we're doing. So it's an ever-evolving, ever-changing thing, and we want to incorporate what other people are doing into that. So encourage you to reach out. Definitely encourage people to to get in touch. If you're just in the area in Livingston Manor, you want to grab some uh, the most affordable fruits and vegetables you can find, the tastiest, the the freshest. Uh, definitely come to the market, Fairhaven Pharmacy. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Fairhaven Pharmacy. That's F-A-R-E-H-A-V-E-N-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Um, so we have a couple puns in that name also. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that again, the juice bar and smoothie bar will be opening soon. And we're going to have sandwiches and salads and wraps and raw food kitchen um, and things like that. Uh, really, really state of the art. We're going to be doing our own um, freeze-dried vegetables and herbs and things like that as well. So uh, stay tuned, lots to come. And uh, again, more social media outreach coming as well and more videos and more collaboration with Paradigm Shift Central. So Awesome, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, yeah, so with that said, we are pretty much ready to wrap it up. So again, for everybody uh, who hasn't already yet, check out uh, Haven for Humanity and be sure to follow them on Instagram. Even just feel free to send send Sam a message. Just be like, hey, yo, I saw you on the show. And now I'm just like sending a message just to say hi. Like one thing that I really just invite everybody to do as a call to action is express your gratitude. Like if you see someone on the broadcast or even if you just wanna be able to send a message to me, expressing your gratitude really means a lot it really really does mean a lot because again you know it's just a very powerful way to show that the message is getting out there and that again you know people are carrying this with them further so that is a call to action for everybody here to continue to carry this inspiration further with you uh wherever you are in your day-to-day actions in your community events in the art that you're creating in the inner work that you are doing so again going back to what we started off the show with peace worldwide begins from inside so with that said we're going to wrap up this broadcast again be sure to check out all the information in the show notes to connect with all the leading members here please feel free to check out the patreon if you enjoy what we are creating here and contribute a monthly micro donation to get some exclusive perks and even some awesome uh, discounts for light guardian crystals and other cool stuff tune in for future broadcasts we're going to be doing some more open mic kind of poetry jam type things coming up we got some dream class coming up and uh yeah lots of uh other inspirational conscious media still coming your way so with that said thank you so much again on behalf of all the leading members here sam join me in saying farewell good night much love and uh yeah thank you again everyone for being a part of this team so good job team share this broadcast with your friends smash that like button and we will see you in the future so good night everybody good night, sam. Good night everybody thank you so much thank you all right peace and awesome. love thanks again you again to danny leonardo whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this broadcast please feel free to check out more of danny's work in the information on the youtube below thank you danny